folks, and you guessed it, it's another episode of Trayvon! Oh, Trayvon! That was a slightly different uh, yeah. intro. Yeah, I keep changing let's, them up a little bit. Well, let's try and stick to the script. Oh, yeah. well, Why me. do we have these weekly meetings if you're not going to stick to the script that we've written? <laughs> I've got a script here! <laughs> That's the sound of a script. It is, it is, but I thought we'd just spice it up a little bit. Keep people guessing, keep uh, them on their toes. You kept me guessing. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to get too comfortable. Trust is a bad thing. Mm, comfort is a slow death. It is. Oh, yeah. Is that a James Bond? No, I quote? believe it's a libertarian thing. Actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> so getting political. <laughs> well, folks, welcome to another episode of Trey Bond. We hope your week, as always, has been Trey Bond. Uh. I'm Jake Spear, and with me, as always, are my two best mates, Double O Derby Deck. Hello. And our <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Hi there! <laughs> <laughs> Our MI6 expert, Brandon McClelland. Reporting for duty. Oh, oh the pause is new. We yeah. shivered with yeah. anticipation. Oh, I jumped in. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Well, Mr. McClelland, mm? please tell us, what is our mission today? Well, gentlemen... The day is here. Oh, Oh, no. We are going to be watching (gasps) 2006's Casino Royale. Oh, boy. 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 It's a big day. It's a big bloody day. It's a wonderful time to be alive. It's like singing the face of God. (laughs) (laughs) This film is a very, very special film. Yep. I've looked forward to this day since we began this podcast. Was it the first film that you and I saw together in a cinema? Because I think it was the first of our... We, we Darby and I, when we were kids... Yep. Um, Just we little ones. Little ones. Uh, we had a friend, Ashley Darby. Yes, funny. And, she, and we had this like little movie club. We did. And we saw some... Phenomenal films, life-changing life yeah. films, and some horrible films oh, as well. Yeah, shockers. I mean, we saw Casino Royale, we saw The Dark Knight, we also saw the first Transformers, <laughs> <laughs> Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz. We Hot saw fuzz. that. Yes, um, I think she code. Mm, I don't know. That's that feels a, like a DVD. Watch yeah, for me. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Casino Royale was the first one. I that think we it saw. was. Oh. And Jake hadn't even been born. Not even born no, in our lives. Wasn't even around. I remember the day as it were yesterday. Mm. No, it was a, a very special day in my memory. I remember uh, the the credits rolling on uh, and the black and white footage coming up, and all I remember of that Casino Royale viewing was your hand, your Squeezing grip yours. on my arm. <laughs> You're, you had a, a, a tannin, a t- what is it called? A talon, gri- gripping my right arm as we were watching. It's like a vice grip. Yeah. Oh, boy. But that film delivered on delivered. the day. Yes. This, this film completely shaped me as a person. Yeah, man. Yeah. This would... means a lot to you. Oh, this, oh, this it means a, a lot to the two of you. This is huge. This is huge. And what, uh, what about you, Jake? Yeah, well, you... hang on a minute. Let's not get into too many preconceived notions oh, here. We're reminiscing. You and your rules. Hey, when why don't we just it? stick to the script? Oh, well, you bloody broke on. the rule. Oh, yeah. We're playing by your rules, you dirty devil. Yeah. Yeah. Got you wrapped around my finger. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, what do you want to talk well, about? Well, I'd like to give a little bit of a shout out. Go for it. You would. I'd like to give a shout out to our friends over at Another James Bond. 
Bond podcast. Oh, yes, lovely. Because did. love is in the air. Love is yeah. in the air. Oh, they've joined we the club. The they have. He put a ring on it because diamonds no. are forever. Oh, she put a <gasps> ring on it. Forgive me. He put yes. a ring on it. Oh, wow. Daniel oh, proposed to Corey. Good on it. Oh, well done. We are very was, happy yeah. for the both of you. Yes. They are a fantastic podcast. If you haven't listened to them, what the bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> Get on out there. Get on over Get there. a listen to another James Bond podcast because they are true dirty devils. Oh. In a good way. In a good way. Good dirty devils. In the best we way. love you and congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Well done. Well done. Well, here's one for you. Oh, yeah. Previously. On a night at the Roxbury. Well, hang on. I think we've got a little bit of extra news to announce. Do oh, we? Yeah, we do. Hang on. Yeah. Don't well, you just tell? Right. We'll all settle down. We've got a we've got a YouTube channel. We've got a YouTube <gasps> oh, channel. Yeah. Look out. We've got a little bit of a YouTube channel yeah. going on here. Yeah. We're gonna tell it, everyone about. We thought it was time to uh, let you in on a little secret. Yeah, a dirty little secret. Don't tell anyone. Only. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you feel badly about uh, the way we reviewed that film, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But some, and please yeah. stop writing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you head on over to um, United States of Kensington, yes, I'll try that. I'll try say that with a less Australian accent for mm. our. Uh, Do it in um, <clears throat> Dutch. I don't know what that would. Be. German. Uh, <laughs> uh, United? No. That's, yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's quite uh, fun. No, I'm not going to commit to that. You sounded oh, like no, the I'm guy just... at the start of um, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Oh yeah, that's a good influence. <laughs> No, that's weird. Now, God, <laughs> it is. It is the United States of Kensington. United States of Kensington. That's it. We're on YouTube, and we've been working on a few things aside from Trey Bond. Mm. On uh, YouTube, you may find at time of release a few Trey Bond episodes uploaded yeah. for chance. Mm. We're going to be posting the podcast there. But if you scroll through our videos section, you'll also find a little uh, series. That we call Bo and Tim. Oh, uh, Bo and Tim. Bo and Tim. Little Bo and Tim. Two, Bo and two Tim. Aussie guys who thought they could do an extreme YouTube channel <laughs> and they couldn't. <laughs> Doesn't turn out the way they hoped. Nothing quite turns out for Bo and Tim. They're a little, um, they're a series that I hold quite close to my heart. Uh, the idea behind it is to effectively come up with the story on the spot. Yep, it's all improd. All improd. Mm. Uh, challenges these boys' wits. They're hilariously funny. If you like their banter on the Trey Bond podcast, you just wait and bloody see. <laughs> um, <laughs> they make me laugh. And, uh, Temper expectations. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lone camera operator with a little microphone attached and I struggle somewhat. Uh, but boy, but you're driving that but thing. But I'm driving boy. that Jeez. thing. So I don't appear in it, but my voice does. Mm. Um, and I think you'll really like it. So please let us know if you get a chance to watch it and what you think of it. Because yeah. we're looking for some people to watch it and give yeah. us some feedback. Yeah, Let us know. Let Make us it, know. Making shit. And we'll I also have a, call it. another thing on there as well if you enjoy video games. Yes, uh, very yeah. true. Us uh, playing a couple of video games and, you know. We've been busy. Very busy. The cooperatives the is cooperatives. the name of our right. little show there. And it's yeah. all about local gaming. Isn't it? Local it's about getting gaming. your buddies together and playing games. On the couch. On the couch. On the same screen. Yes. Not across Not time and space. Not this online business. No. no. Get we your friends the over. human experience. Yeah. Get your friends over and, 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 and give them COVID. Just something that we thought we could uh, put together quite easily. <laughs> yeah. In a tight space. And it's, uh, it's another funny little thing that we do. The first episode there is Overcooked, if you've ever played Overcooked. Mm. A bit of fun, little, bit of kitchen chaos for you. And, uh, yeah. So there's plenty for you there's to enjoy. There's plenty for you yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. The United States of Kensington That's YouTube That's what we call channel. ourselves. It's our little 
Monica. Monica. Oh, yeah. 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 Monica. Yeah. Chandler. Chandler. Band of Merry Men. Ross. Yeah. 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 Well, here's one. Here's for one you. for me. Come on. Here's oh, one for us. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here's one Jay. for everyone. Stick to the script. <laughs> All right. Now, hang on. We've just we've wrapped up a night of the Roxbury. We apparently. have, and we're moving into the ties that bind. We are right. moving into the ties that bind. Get my martini. This well, better be good because it's attached to the Casino Royale. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of pressure. Is this going to be a gritty reboot? Hang on, we don't know with yet. A, with a nice new Bond? Mm, Is he well. blonde? Is James he... Blonde? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to wait and find out. Go on, then. It all came to a head after Roxbury revealed Bjorn to be the very first successful human beneficiary of the Eternity Serum. Bond and Sophia stormed the lab facility, which sparked a small battle between Roxbury's henchmen and Sophia's allied scientists. Mm-hmm. Bond eventually. This is a much better way to do your recap, by the way. Yeah, oh, okay. just bullet points. All just right. get All through right. it. Great, great, it's good. Great. Uh, Bond eventually toppled Bjorn after, da- rushed, after a daring fist fight, which saw yeah, Bjorn yeah, yeah. fall into a vat of eternity serum. Eternity. Sophia was held. The gargles said do nothing. Sophia, she was held at gunpoint by Redwood Roxbury uh, in the control room. Oh, yeah. But a swift move soon saw Roxbury thrown out of the control room into the lab, and with a quick push of the button, toxic acid was mixed with the Eternity Serum, uh, burning Bjorn to death. What are you saying? And uh, releasing toxic fumes into the air. You've lost me. Uh, You don't remember that? (laughs) Highlight of the episode. Okay. Uh, As Bond and Sophia fled the facility... Roxbury, in his dying moment, lit his cigarette lighter, triggering a massive explosion, destroying his entire complex. (gasps) Did Bond and Sophia escape? We will soon find out. Yeah, they did. Almost definitely. In this, (laughs) the very first instalment of The Ties That Bind. Or The Bonds That Tie. Or The Bonds That Tie. Or The Toes That Bind. (laughs) (laughs) Or The Ties That Boned. <laughs> the ties that bone. Oh, oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you think you don't like it, but you like it. <laughs> the heat from oh. the burning facility. Oh, this is the first sentence of the new book. It is. Ooh. The scent and sweat of a casino. Yes. Could still be felt on the pair's half naked bodies. Half naked? What? Mm. Which As half? they floated on a makeshift raft off the coast of Roxbury's Island. The miserable journey... Shut up, Darby. The miserable journey from the flaming laboratory to this floating contraption has torn their clothes to shreds and made a mess of Bond and Sophia. Mm. Nevertheless, this impromptu vessel has saved their lives. Does everything have to be sexy? Well, there's a little bit of sex in it. Okay. The ties that boned. Um, <laughs> the toads the, the, toes. the toes your foot fetish uh, this impromptu vessel has saved their lives and they seem to find great comfort in each other's arms there's no H at the start of lives Lives. Did you say lives? He did, he did. <laughs> Lives I had a bit of phlegm in my throat That's what I heard As the Pacific current drifts them further and further away from Roxbury's Island was a close one. <laughs> now you might be badly hurt, my dear. Let me take a closer look at you. Oh, this James Bond's a douche. Bond bag, says yeah. as he he's leans a bit of a his for a kiss. He's a bit of a no. He thinks he's Roger, but he's, he's not. not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Does that usually work, James? Oh, replies no. Sophia as she holds him back. This has become really bad. <laughs> this is your fault. This is your fault. It's a new I novel, it's a though. New, new, voice. new novel. New, new voice. voice. Take it, take it. Well, I was seeing a like a 
softcore porn parody oh, playing out there. Yeah, she's not yeah. good. She's amateur. They were in tat- she's off, off broad. They were on, in tattered clothes on a raft, yeah. and James Bond speak. What does he say again? Bond says, uh, "That was a close one. Now you might be badly hurt, my dear. Let me take a closer look at you." Yeah. yeah and what does she say? What does she say? In the, in the voice? Does that usually work, James? Yeah. yeah no, not yeah, liking no, this. No, no, no. He said, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Chuckles James as the pair kiss tenderly. Self-aware. Self-aware moment. Until they suddenly feel the sea begin to roll violently. Mm. What well, are they in? What are they in? A They're raft. on a makeshift a raft. raft. What makeshift of what? Well, kind of <laughs> scattered debris from the facility of drums and kind what? of. They've just whipped this together. And, and sharp shards of metal. Yeah, shrapnel and all kinds right. of you know bits. Right, and this is an opening scene. How Sorry. did? They, yeah, but hang on. No, no, no. Hang on. Yeah. How did they make this raft? Yeah. They were nowhere near the water. Yeah, they've escaped the whole thing and created a raft. Created a raft, over the space and now of they're three to four days drifting away from no, the No, probably like time. 30, 40 minutes. You're thinking. I'm thinking maybe an hour or so to build a raft. To build it's a James raft. Bond. This thing's sinking. It's James Bond. You <laughs> can whip up a raft to sail. You can't away. make a raft in a YouTube video under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens to yeah, the raft. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I'm going hard on you this time. No, no, he deserves it. This is your second novel. This is Casino Royale. We've got to get this right. This better be perfect. I'm dealing with the heckles from the excuse me, Southern Bell. I'm going to do a Southern Bell. No, drop that. Drop that. We've decided we don't want that. Do sexy Anglo-French. Oh, sexy Anglo-French is nice, like Aaliyah Saidu kind of, or Eva Green in Vesper. Oh, as Vesperlin, not in Vesper. You're going to let me finish this bloody story, or what? We'll never get through the damn thing. The water around them surges, and waves begin to overwhelm the raft. Uh-huh. So the sea god is involved. The sea god is involved. Uh, Poseidon or Neptune? From the depths, a submarine emerges oh. with a freshly painted Union Jack. Oh. We're going to ourselves a nautical thriller. Yeah. Emblazoned across the bow. love me. <laughs> As the raft begins to break up in the turbulent waters, Bond quickly grabs hold of the steel handles on the side of the rising vessel with one hand and in the other holds tight to Sophia as she finds her footing. The couple make their way to the deck where a small hatch soon opens as if to invite the agent and his accomplice below. Oh. As if or to do that. <laughs> as, as if to do. As if to do. Inside. Exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> Invitation accepted. Inside. The barely dressed Bond and Sophia. Roxbury? Roxbury's alive. Yeah, yeah, he's the ghost of Roxbury. <laughs> the barely dressed Bond and Sophia are confronted by a control room full of British Navy personnel. Oh, there's like beeps and stuff in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 A hive of activity buzzes around them, completely indifferent to their presence. Until one The stout- activity is indifferent to their presence. The activity buzzes around them. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. The activity Just so is I'm clear in my perspective. Yes, yes, that's right. Until one... No, we're not st- dealing with AI then. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Until one stout officer approaches them. Mm. Stout, read fat. Yes. <laughs> Commander Bond, your attendance is requested in the Admiral's office immediately. Follow me, if you please. This ought to be good. Just let me do the talking. 
whispered Bond to Sophia as they both follow the officer down the long cramped corridor with so always a misogynist <laughs> yes yes with one tit out. I mean they're half naked I mean one, one, either Bond or Sophia has got a tit out Something, right now. something's out well they each have one out <laughs> for posterity <laughs> one apiece just as they reach the large cushioned door that leads to the admiral's office Bond is stopped by a familiar voice oh it's M Oh, M on, a, on, M on a sub. Gone so long and not even a hello. <gasps> Moneypenny! Bond oh my turns God. to see Moneypenny. Yeah! In full naval regalia. Ooh. Sitting quite smugly behind her desk. Lieutenant Moneypenny. Yeah. I'm glad to see you dressed for the occasion, James. Says Moneypenny with a it's cheeky a grin. That's not bad. That's a Lois Maxwell yeah. Moneypenny. Thank you, thank yeah. you. A cheeky grin creeping across her face. I'm afraid I've been working so hard I didn't have time to change, Moneypenny. Says Bond as he slowly approaches the desk. He's a bit of a Pierce. He's a bit of a Pierce. He's a brossy. I would have liked a, a more, like a darker reboot of the character in this one. Mm. Um, mm. If you want to pick that note up now and apply <laughs> it immediately. I'll Maybe. I'll take that into consideration. Maybe Timothy Dalton. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, okay, perhaps, perhaps. Is that what you what call did you it? Ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call it, James? Says Money Penny. It appears the water must be mighty cold. Why has he got a? Why don't you see? Why don't you Firm sit here? Nipples. And I'll oh. see if I can warm you up. Oh dear! Hang Bond, on a minute, Jake. You've got to temper yourself a little yes, bit when you you're riding. To, yeah. oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Go for a run. Have a cold shower before. <laughs> then you, rethink you know. it. Do you reread anything? <laughs> Bond leans in to steal a kiss when he is suddenly swamped by a navy blue dressing gown that Money Penny has retrieved from a nearby cupboard. If I were you, dear, I'd keep a wide berth. I'll let that one fly. <laughs> Where did she? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> If I were you, dear, I'd keep a wide berth. He's all bark and no bite. You know sailors in their tall stories, not to be trusted. Oh, it's nautical-themed uh, jibbery. Mm, yes, uh, a little yes. bit. Money Penny says yeah. to Sophia as she helps her down, as she helps her don. I'm afraid Ooh. Uh, a similar blue dressing gown. Let's get you to see the. Uh, let's get let's you seen, cover that. Tit let's up. cover that tit up. <laughs> let's get you seen by the medics. I'm afraid your friend Mr. Bond will be getting a dressing down of his own. So Bond was flirting with Money Penny in front of this girl that is also romantically oh, yes, yes. interested in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Come on, that's man. Brosnan. That's, that's Brosnan gross. behavior. <laughs> And it won't be tolerated in any further episodes of The Ties That Bond. You can enjoy it in this one, yeah. but next episode I want to see a new Bond reconsidered. I want to see a Dalton Craig hybrid. Yeah, well, yeah, if yeah. you wanted a kind of direct carryover, I had to kind of keep the threads. We're I don't know if that's what I, I said at the start of this, the I wanted a pretty reboot. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. As Bond watches Moneypenny and Sophia make their way into the medical station down the corridor, yeah, yeah. he steals himself <laughs> for what's behind this door. With a sharp inhale, <laughs> he, pre- <laughs> he presses on the solid red cushioned door and enters the room. <laughs> About time, 007. Good to see you're in check. In fact, check. Oh, Ladies right. and gentlemen, in fact, check. Good to see you're in check. Yes. 
That's not is a that saying. Well, you're going to find out who it is next episode. It's uh-huh. M, but it's not a saying. Mm. <laughs> well, you never know. It doesn't sound like a very good M. I've never said to anyone, oh, good to see you're in Czech. Uh, have you ever said that, Jack? Yeah, of course, in Czech. Look, do you know how many times I have to try and use the word Czech yeah. with different What about, like, like good, to, good to see you checked your coat? Fact checked your coat. Oh, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Uh, Bond, would you mind cashing this check? My fact check. Yeah, I've yeah, already had that good. one. Have you? Yeah. Well, I've had check, mate. I've had cash your check. Have you? Check. Yeah. <sighs> is this I've story... had check as in Czechoslovakia. You God. have had that. I was just about to suggest that one. Yeah, see. No, no, no. Um, about, oh, a lovely, lovely coat. Is, is, that, a, is that a check? Yes. Is the pattern a check? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the inflection, I think. That's right. So, right, right. Look, you can reuse things and yeah. just in a new way. It's all right. I'll edit this out so that people don't know that you're an idiot. <laughs> You're shocking. You're both terrible. <laughs> I'd like to see your versions of the ties that bind. Would you really? Are you asking me to do a fact is that check? An, is that an invitation or is, is that, that an invitation? That's an invitation. I put it to the group. Oh dear. Hang on. I would like to see uh, some, and I think the listeners might too. I'd like to see some ghostwriting done here. Yes. Challenge the- accepted. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> me! I will gentlemen. do a single chapter <gasps> of the toes that boned. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode? Yeah, all right, next episode. You heard it here, folks. The next episode oh, of The Ties That Bind are going to be written by <laughs> guest writer Brandon McClellan. But you'll well, do fact check. I'll do fact yeah, check. Yeah, okay, good. Well, because right. I'm available for fact check. Oh, he is. That's not saying. a bad idea. Maybe yeah. later. Maybe later well, in the season. Okay. All right, fine. All right, all right. Wow, wow, wow. It's decided then. Meanwhile... Back in 1985. At the Batcave. <laughs> in A View to a Kill. Yeah, yeah, what a film. 10 out of 10. Oh, 10 let's just 10. take a moment to enjoy that Ooh. film again. Or should I say 30 out of 30? That's oh. what it got. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. We yes. haven't heard your thoughts and opinions on view, A View to a Kill. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, the the time of recording. not the time of recording. <laughs> so we apologise for any hostility that we've <laughs> no, caused. No, no, no. no, I no stand we stand by. by. I stand by. I stand by. by. What a film, man. Uh, you can come at me. Darby yeah. Deck. Okay. You press the at in Darby oh, Deck dear. and I'll fight you mano a mano. We might BJ not be any McClellan. fighting. Everyone might agree with us. They no. might love the film with us. I guarantee oh. you they don't. <laughs> <laughs> if they're that upset about us going after figure eyes only. <laughs> oh boy. Oh dear. Well, fact check, gentlemen. Let's do it. Is Bond's car a Rolls Royce? We've done this fact well, it's check Tibbet's before. It's Tibbet's car. I suppose. All right, let's call it yeah. Tibbet's car. Yeah, was it? Brandon said... It's a phantom. Was it a phantom? Yeah, was it a Rolls-Royce phantom? It is a Rolls-Royce. Oh. Silver Cloud 2. Silver Cloud! Yes. Not the first one, though. Which was Not introduced in 1959 with a V8 engine to reach top speeds of 183 kilometres per hour. Oh, boy. This thing could go. There you go. It was a Rolls. There you go. Who wrote the book? That's really? all you have to say. Was it a Rolls? Yes. Oh, yeah, no. see, this is how we you know end up I mean? with 25-minute fact checks. Yeah. <sighs> you can just kind of... Get through it. Bubba. Who wrote the book Real Men Don't Eat Quiche? Bruce Feierstein. What? Uh, what? Bruce Feierstein? A little more context no, than no, that, no, you please. Have to, no, come on. More context more than, than that. More than oh. that. You have to split the difference. This come is. Uh, it just feels spiteful now. <laughs> that was rude. It was devoid of emotion. Yeah. Oh. There are people listening to this. All right, all right. Hey, who wrote the book Real Men Don't Eat Quiche? See, that's good. That's pretty nice. It's, I don't remember asking this or caring. I, I just said that the guy who wrote Real Men Don't Eat Quiche ended up helping Bruce Feierstein 
Or it was involved at some point during Tomorrow Never Dies, and when Bond cooks the quiche, it was a reference to that book that was yes. popular at the time. Right, yes. right, right. And the guy's mm. name was Josh Hergesheimer. Mm. No, his name was Bruce Feierstein. What? 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 Bruce Feierstein no. wrote the book no. Real Men Don't Eat No, quiche. he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, this has just been blown wide open, folks. Bruce Feierstein, he wrote, who wrote Tomorrow Never Dies and assisted on The World Is Not Enough. And wrote all of the games. And Goldeneye as and well, And the games. He wrote all four of the games. From Rush With Love, Goldeneye, 007, he wrote Bloodstone. Real Men Don't Eat Keys. He wrote the book Real Men Don't Eat Keys. You have taught our agent in the field, Randy McClellan. No, 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 because the guy that wrote Real Men Don't Eat Keys co-wrote a book with Bill O'Reilly. Yes, the That's same That's Bruce Feierstein, yes! <laughs> oh my God, this has been blown wide open! <laughs> The very same man. The oh. one and the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it is. It is. Bruce Feinstein oh wrote the book. Are you sure this isn't a Jake Spear no, Google? No, 100%. This was a proper Google. 100%. Because if I get my phone out, it's not going to be... It's going to say Bruce Feinstein. Did you Google Bruce Feinstein and then the name of the quiche book? I googled the book. Okay. I saw his name. You saw this. I saw his name. On the cover of the book. On the cover of the book. Oh, that's good enough for me. I saw him. I clicked right. on yeah, his bio. Oh, yeah. yeah. right. It was published in 1982. I swear the guy's name was like something like Josh Lawson. <laughs> Even though Josh, Josh Lawson. <laughs> Call a bunch of us. <laughs> Josh Lawson is the an Australian, Australian writer, comic actor, yeah. wonderful guy in Anchorman 2. Yeah. yeah. And House of Lies. Hmm. And the little but death, didn't, which and is, the little death, which is a great, great film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he did not write "Real Men Don't Eat Quiche." Mm. No, he, Josh Lawson didn't write. No, that. Bruce no, Feierstein. No. He was barely born. He was barely. Mm. So there you go. There we go. There Ch- I check go. that one off the list. Fact check it. Yeah, it's time for fact check. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> See yeah. how easy it is. Yeah. It's actually very easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, noted. <laughs> hey, what is the song that plays on the radio? Inspector. Oh, there's a bit of sadness in your voice. There. Oh, uh, it's uh, uh, New York, New York. That's what you said in the podcast. That's what he's saying now. But you said it was sung by a Frank Sinatra sounder-like. Yeah, it's not really Frank Sinatra. Mm. Inspector. 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 Yes. Yeah. Brandon said that the Beach Boys track played "In a View to a Kill," which we all loved. That was that was sarcasm. Is <laughs> <laughs> not the Beach Boys. It's not either. Who was it? It was a sounder-like. It was another sound alike. The Beach Guys. Beach Guys. The Sandy Boys. Not quite. So the track that plays Inspector in the car chase sequence is New York, New York. Si, senor. Now what we actually hear of this track is about four seconds. Uh We don't even hear the end of the second bar. No, we hear... No. And that's pretty much all you get out. That being said... That's pretty cool though. Brandon is correct. Of course. It's not Frank Sinatra. I'm MI6 man in the field. <laughs> <laughs> According to the book, Some Kind of Hero, The Remarkable Story of James oh, Bond. that's such a good book. By Matthew Field and AJ Chowdhury. Chowdhury, thank you. Quote, This scene includes the instrumental introduction of John Kander and Fred Ebb's classic New York, New York from a previously recorded cover version performed by 2006 UK X Factor runner-up uh-huh. Ray Quinn. Ah, that's Frank. the track they use they don't okay. use a Frank track which I yeah. thought was strange you don't even hear him sing no. it's on for barely four seconds maybe that that music sounded better it's Perhaps. also way too much money <clears throat> mm. the licensing you're probably oh my right God. 
Funnily enough, though, Neil Purvis originally wanted the song to be Dusty Springfield's Spooky. Oh, oh he felt that's a much better song. That, mm. that song made a nice counterpoint to the action. God, Purvis and... Uh, they, they know what they're doing. Let them be. Let, yeah, let them be. <laughs> them Please alone. let them be. Now, as for the Beach Boys track, California Girls is performed by Gidea Park. Well, that's not the Beach Boys. That's not the Beach Boys. And according to their website... They are the number one UK tribute band to the music of the Beach Boys and the Four Seasons. Good for them. Good for them. The reason <laughs> or why... Or so they would claim. ...is that the guy that founded Gidea Park went on to actually become a member of the Beach Boys and what? the Four Seasons with Frankie Valli. The Beach Boys are a mess. Are they still around? They are still around. And they're coming what? and going Yeah, and but Brian Wilson is in no way affiliated with no, them. No, he's moved on. Yeah, the Beach Boys, uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a little bit of a deep dive into what happened to the Beach Boys. Oh, and, God. Yeah, cry yourself to sleep. Ugh. Yes. Now, further to this point, why was uh. the Beach Boys song included and was snowboarding a popular sport back then? Yeah, oh, I yeah, do yeah, want to yeah, know yeah, about go on. I'm going to put my mm. feet up while you uh, rain uh. man this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon, snowboarding was... <laughs> you said that the sport became a sport of its own... Around the 70s. Yeah, sometime in the 70s. And he felt it was around the late 70s, early 80s that it picked up in popularity. Fuck it, I stand by it. Right. Jake said that snowboarding didn't come into the Winter Olympics. I said. I said that the snowboarding sport didn't come in to the Winter Olympics until the 2000s. Brandon said, oh, what? Well, uh, basketball didn't come into the Olympics until 2000s either, so is it a sport? Oh, did I say that? How dare you? (laughs) Did I actually. Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right, he's going to get me here. He's oh. going to be like, Brandon, you were right about snowboarding oh, being in the 70s. He is, he is. But I'm I sorry, but it. basketball was in the Olympics in the 30s. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I guessed it. We've uh, undone a little bit of his... Uh, oh, right. I reckon I'm close yeah, to I reckon you're close. Uh, uh, It'll be like the 40s after no, the I think he got it. Uh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Mm-mm. Pay attention, 007. Mm. As to why the track was included, I cannot say. However, Ugh. according to Adrian Baker's Wikipedia page... Who the f*** is that? <laughs> Adrian Baker, being the founder of Gidea Park, the tribute band, but also a member of Beach Boys and the Four Seasons, it is said that Gidea Park recorded that particular version of that song specifically for the film. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I care about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to know. These are the hard-hitting <laughs> facts, folks. Now, modern snowboarding... Yes. Began in 1965. This is what I care about. This one. Yeah, yeah. 65. 65. 65. Mm-hmm. When Sherman Poppin, an engineer from Michigan, Cousin invented a toy for his daughters by fastening two skis together. It was dubbed the Snurfer. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Yes. We'll workshop it. <laughs> Poppin licensed the idea and about one million Snurfers... Uh, were sold over the next decade. Wow, good on him. Mm, made a mozza. On the snurfer. Mm. Oh, I made a mozza on the snurfer trade. <laughs> With a name like that, who knew? In 1968, Poppin organised the first snurfing competition mm. at a Michigan ski resort. Please stop saying that. <laughs> In 1979, six years before A View to a Kill, yeah. Jake Burton Carpenter came from Vermont 
<laughs> to compete with a snowboard of his own design. A snowboard or a snuff? No, no, no it's a snowboard. No, Don't say it. He called it, a, he called it a, snowboard. a snowboard. This yeah, one because it's not a surf. It's a surfboard, not a snap board. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like surfing on snow. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> A modern open division was created and won by Jake as the sole entrant. (laughs) His name's Jake. What an idiot. (laughs) You dirty devil. The race was considered the first competition of snowboards and the start... He's the only one in it. (laughs) The start of what has now become competitive snowboarding, not snapping. Uh, it is said that snowboarding became po- most popular. Pomo. Mo- Pomo <laughs> became more popular, I should say, yes. in the 1970s and 80s, which is kind of what you said, Brent. It's exactly Basketball, it. however. Uh, <laughs> and in 1985, yeah. the first World Cup was held in Zurs, Austria. <laughs> For snuffing. Yes, further cementing snowboarding's recognition. It's the Zers snuffing <laughs> The snuffing Zers competition. Oh my goodness me! It further uh, cemented snowboarding's recognition as an international official competitive sport. Now, in 1998, yes, in the Winter Olympic Games in Nagano, Japan, snowboarding became an official. Olympic event. Oh, so not the 2000s. Not quite so 2000s. who's the dirty devil? Oh. It's very close to the 2000s. Who's the dirty devil? <laughs> Say it. We both are. Say it. Because men's basketball was God. first included in the Berlin 1936 Summer Damn Olympic it. Games. Damn yeah, but see, he, un- he undid a little bit of the of the ill will mm. because he guessed it the second time round. The second time round. So you can't really hold that over him to... And people like me. That's right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. easy to like me. It's it's near impossible to like you. Totally disagree. Is yeah. there any more? Is that it? No, there's more fact check uh, to come. Now, is Hungry Like the Wolf Duran Duran's only big hit? Oh, come on. That was hypothetical. Is it? Yes or no? No, it's not. Yeah, there'd be plenty. Moving on. Well, what else is there? <laughs> oh, you no, want to know more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to know more? You do it. Oh, uh, there you go. Give the so people sad. what they want. They had 11 hits in the top what counts 10 as a hit? billboard charts. Oh, in America. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty big. Mm, I want to be in America. Mm. Between 1983 and 1993, mm. 11 songs reached the top 10 billboard charts. you want to know Name what they them. all are? Name them without looking at the iPad. No. Do it. You oh. want to see how many you get. Why have you got Hungry Like the Wolf? Don't look at it. That was easy. He's got, he's got a whole list of numbers up here. This yeah. doesn't look good. All right, just do your iPad. Here they go. <laughs> Ready? Yes. You sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Like the Wolf. Mm. Union of the Snake. Never Is there something I should know? Never heard the of reflex. it. The Reflex. The Wild Boys. Never heard of it. New Moon on Monday. Ooh. Never heard of it. View to a Kill. Oh! oh that's a good one. Notorious. No. Uh, that's a Hitchcock film. I don't want your love. Nah. I want your love. Ordinary World. Mm. Come Extraordinary Undone. Ordinary World. Which one? Come undone. Come on. Ooh, come up done. Buy me a drink first. Mm-hmm. Come, come, I'm done, <laughs> Mr. Bond. That's all of them. Okay. They're, they're hits. So, yes, they had more than just one. Yeah, but I don't know any of them. No, neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> hey, what year was Deer Hunter? Brandon said 77 or 79. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Robert De Niro. Great. Yeah, yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Okay. 
it's 78. Oh. Right in the middle, baby. <laughs> um, I then went on to ask, was Batman Returns 91? Brandon said 93. I think it's 92. You're oh, right. Oh, well done. Hey. He's right. June 16, 1992. I was four months old. I was one. I'm a lot older than you. No, you couldn't be four months old. In Oh, yes, you could. No, no, no. I just turned one. Don't worry. It was a great day. <laughs> He's already downed one martini, folks. And we're shut not up, even shut, finished shut the fact. They shouldn't know that. <laughs> hey, what was the name of the Asian henchman? Hey, I don't know. Pan Ho. Okay. Is her name. That's Which the one? character name. Pan Ho. Jenny but, Flex's. Oh, Jenny Flex's yeah, yeah, offside yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, helping yeah. making the Molotov. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. she get introduced? Not by name, I don't think. Yeah, I don't She is credited as Pan Ho, hmm. played by Papillon Sue. Oh, French. Her name is Papillon. Papillon. Which is French for butterfly. Yes. Wow. Which is uh, a key thing at the Eiffel Tower. What, a butterfly? <gasps> With oh, the butterfly yeah. that kills aubergine. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Which is French for eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you said that the actress who plays Jenny Flex was 18 at the time of filming. Nice jam by it. Mm. Alison Doody. <laughs> is the actress's uh, name. No one else? She's Elsa in um, fucking Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, we wow. were talking about yeah. this the other day. Doody. Alison Doody. Oh, dear. Is the actress's name. And she was born in November 1966. Production One, two, three, four, five, six, began in June 84. <laughs> Alison was 17 years old at the what? time of filming. Wow. What? She so turned 18 during production. So he was wrong. Well, no, I was kind of right. Half, half right. But mostly. He speaks in half truths. Mm. I dabble. <laughs> 17 can you believe it that's crazy that's actually crazy 17 years old it's very young that's so nice. she was like what 2021 when she did Indiana Jones must have and the last crusade it's only a few years later wow extraordinary what is the name of the female well, agent it's extraordinary that a girl was 17 in, in a movie well she looks a lot older that's yeah. what I find extraordinary okay just clarify your big claims there alright well I just did now moving on Mm. What is the name of the female agent working with Bond at the beginning of the film? And is she American or Canadian? Ooh, I can't remember. Yeah, Canadian? Blake? Canadian. Her name is Kimberly Jones. Yep. Uh, the actor or the No, the, the, field, the field agent. Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, working with Bond in Siberia. Her nationality is listed as British. Oh, get out. She is portrayed by Swedish actress Mary Stavon. So she is neither American nor Canadian. Mm. So I feel like we're deep in Rain Man territory, but we've been tricked <laughs> into being there. <laughs> yeah, we've been tricked into feeling comfortable. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. in my drink. You in. <laughs> you in. Hey, what is the name of the Bubbles agent? What? Ooh, ooh. Oh, the Tchaikovsky. Oh, the Bubbles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yeah, go on. Paula Ivanova. Ah, uh, I would have guessed it. Played by Fiona Fullerton. Oh. British actress. But, Brandon, you probably know this. It was meant to be Barbara Bach. Yes. To recur, reoccur, mm. rebring back. Redo. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Maud Adams, who was in Octopussy and um, The Man with the Golden Gun, has a cameo in this film. That's my final Are fun you fact. Yes. Oh, yeah. no. You're telepathic. Oh, telepathic. he is. He read telepathic. through the iPad. I'm sorry. That's you quite all right. I, I, I 
meant to talk about it during the podcast, but I got so caught up in it. Yeah, she's during oh, the uh, the Paris, the 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 chase in Paris. Not quite, isn't she? Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, she's at the wharf. Yeah, is she? San Fran stuff. Ah. Which is weird because I have some accounts of saying Fisherman's Wharf, and then other people are saying she's getting off one of the trolleys in the San Francisco ah, sort of street scene. I thought it was scene. in France. But um, no, apparently she was visiting the set San Francisco oh, yeah. one day and they said, yeah, it could That's be an extra. That's great. It should have been Barbara Bach. <clears throat> yeah, I really like that idea of... But of, I will say that the actress who plays Ivanova or Ivanova, however you say it, mm. Mm, way more charismatic. Oh, Barbara yeah. Bach. Sure, sure. Yeah, I can't really picture... Um, her Barbara doing, Bach no, doing that kind of wooden stuff. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Living yeah. up to a name. That she's was the joke we made. Oh, yes. Oh. He had a run of, of three very wooden mm. leading ladies. Yeah. Just more teak and mahogany. A bit of a rough days. run. Mm. More charisma. Well, folks, that finally <laughs> is fact check. Oh. Well. Well done. Do people well, still like fact check? Remains to be seen. Yeah, yes. We'll see. No, it's very clear Is one it? of everyone's favourite segments. Okay. We'll see. Well, I think it's got its head on the chopping block. Wait for the letters. <laughs> We're threatening to pull it. Well, <laughs> everyone's favourite segment is preconceived <laughs> notions. Who wants to go first? Uh, you know what, Brandon? I think you should bloody go first. Oh, we've all, yeah, we've all seen this one. This is your big old big man okay, love film. Look, you go first. Lay it on us. It's go my favourite film of all time. It is. All right? Yeah, not just Bond Not film. just Bond film. It's actually my favourite film of all time. Wow. Everything about it's perfect for me. Yeah. It's the film that launched my life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what living was until I watched this film. Yeah. By golly gee... I can't wait for the next two and a half hours. Yeah. I can't wait. I, Eva Green, to die for. I think it's got fantastic villains. One of the best allies. Two of the best allies, actually, in the series. Judy Dench on top form. Daniel Craig is sensational. I think if he had only done this film, he's still the best Bond that there ever was. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I love the look of this film. I think it's David Arnold's best score. Uh, I think the screenplay's fantastic. The locations are perfection. It's a shaken tent. <laughs> I'm going into this fully expecting uh, me to give this a shaken tent. Look, it's my favourite film. Mm. It's my favourite film. Any I've faults? Loved... Any faults? No. Can't fault it. I, I can't fault it personally because it, it ticks every box that I want to tick. Mm. Wow. Um, if every Bond film was, was you know in the ballpark of this, I'd be pretty happy. Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> just adding to that, um, I love this film. I have a very, there's a very special place in my heart for this movie. I think it's so brilliantly put together. It it moves like no other James Bond film. It's like it, it, it's alive. It's an organic creature, and it, and it holds up to repeated viewings. I think it's so colourfully put together as well. It's such a beautiful movie, and so it was just the right way to to revitalise Bond I think Martin Campbell nailed it I think the creative team nailed it I think Daniel Craig is sensational I can't wait to watch it again with you fellas mm. and um, this is the first time we've watched it together since we were kids oh we might have watched it cinema. we might have watched it together once or twice I don't think we have maybe I don't think we've watched uh, it together conjecture Mm. Fact check. Mm. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I'm really looking forward to this. I think the last time I watched this was about six months ago. 
in direct... oh, it was only a couple of weeks ago I think two you months ago it? maybe yeah yeah it was a couple yeah, of months ago yeah. you watched it with your partner that's right and um, fiance fiance uh-huh. and uh, and one thing I will say is it's starting to show it's a little bit of aging which mm. I think is interesting stylistically nothing nothing to negate the quality of the film but uh, I think I'm looking to, to, to yeah to have a look at this today here mm. and now with all of the stuff we've learned, yeah, and uh, and and see where it stacks up, and see what kind of a James Bond picture it is. Twenty I'm... other Bond films behind us. Yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Well, we're into the Daniel Craig saga now. This is which it. Sits Are we very separately from uh, yeah. from the other films? Are we? Come on. You you know it might have been an attempt at sarcasm, but the listeners just hate you. <laughs> Not at all. No, there's a few chuckles. I heard it. I heard it. You can't let this guy get too big a head, folks. You've got to pull him back in. It's me. How many years on from Brosnan's last are we? Four Four. years. It's been four years without was dying another day. So we needed a big old palate cleanse. There's a lot riding on this. Oh yeah, hugely huge, and it delivered Mm. in spades. We'll see. We'll see. No, we know. No, we. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh-huh. And for me personally, all of the Craigs blur into one. Mm. I do not have a very clear kind of map of of the this da- one of the Daniel Craig world. Oh wow, this will be interesting. There's then. little bits and pieces. I'm very familiar. Unlike the other films, where I'm a little bit more spotty. Yeah. This I know. You got Craig. a clear kind know, of path through the Craig. Yeah, none of the Craigs blur for me. Yeah, yeah, neither. I just haven't really seen them. I've probably only seen these films Who once. Are you? <sighs> Well, this is why I got invited into doing this thing. Because Maybe why you get disinvited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Greenhorn. I don't know anything about these films. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I reckon... Uh, so, I've got a feeling... In all honesty, I think it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. But I've got a feeling that it's going to be quite jarring. Because I've just spent the past however many weeks in this world of the original 20, thinking that that's what Bond is. Mm-hmm. And even though they do vary quite a lot, there's, I don't know, they do speak to each other. There's a yeah, kind sure. of world that's been established, whereas I feel this was a, a, a big shift yeah. in the way to approach a James Bond film. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering how, I, how that affects me. Sure. Mm. I think I'm going to have... I think I'm going to find these films more accessible because they're closer... They're more contemporary films. Yeah. yeah. I think they won't be as jarring or, or you know um, I don't know offensive mm. you know sometimes mm. in the more modern film making techniques and all kinds of stuff will be like yeah okay this is although we thought that the Brosnan films were going to be a bit more they were more savvy. dated than yeah, I mean a view, dated, to, uh, worse than the a view to a kill is more modern than that yeah, mm. absolutely mm. Mm. so I'm, I'm interested to see how this 2006 Daniel Craig kind of Sits with me. Well, look, I think mm. you're uh, you, you're quite insightful in your in your views there. I'm surprised that I'm agreeing with uh, your position. But, mm. uh, good work. Thank you. No worries. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because the guy that directed this, the guy that shot it, mm-hmm. it's the Golden Eye team. It's the Golden Eye team. Oh dear. Yeah, the Golden guys. We are at the Golden Eye team, and the guy that edited this edited Skyfall, mm. okay. and the guys that wrote this wrote Skyfall, and you know and you know what you know what uh, you know my name <laughs> <laughs> well gentlemen oh, let's bloody watch it it's time to pop in the blu-ray for the greatest film ever made come on mate <laughs> frequency measure <laughs> 2006's 
Casino Royale. Boom, 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 and Ellen. the Royale is the only way to casino. Stop. Oh. <laughs> We're leaving that in the original 20. What? Gentlemen, we have just seen 2006's Casino Royale. Yeah, 2006? Yeah, yeah. How do we feel? Oh. I've got the sniffles because I've been bloody You've crying. You've been crying. <laughs> in a mess, mate. I'm a mess. A mess. Are you going to be able to talk about this film? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I, that, I, I've watched that film maybe three, four times every year since it's come out. Yep. And... It still leaves me a blubbering mess. Perfection, thy name is oh. Casino Royale. Yeah, bury me with this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is everything I love. It's so good. This is such a defining film in my tastes. In, yeah. Like, I think it's just runs deep. Deeper than I realise. But this is what I want in a Bond film. Yeah. This is it. It's what I want in a film. Oh, it's what I want in a film. What a movie. It's got everything. Mm. It's bloody gorgeous. Pretty damn amazing. It's just. It? Did you like it? Yeah, I really did. I was wondering how you'd go with it. They're so different, and I They're think I'm different. really going to find it hard to talk about these Craig films in the same way that we've spoken about the others. I feel you. But I got yeah. really lost in this. Yeah. Like usually in some of the other films, I, there's a part of me that can, I do get swept up in them, but I can sit back and go, oh yep. Bond girl, villain plot, henchman, da da da, this and that, and go through the list. But yeah, this one this, blurs it the just lines. Kind of, I got swept up in it, and I think it it lends to your point, Brandon, that it's just a great film. Oh yeah, and you just get caught up in the in the beauty and the the sophistication and class of a really well built film. What blows my mind every time is the level of confidence that they have. Oh. In what, like, even down to the to the nuts and bolts, to the to the pace of the film, the way it yeah. moves from scene to scene, every choice is considered, and everything is serving the same purpose. This is the most unified kind of. Oh, I don't know. There's just something about it. It doesn't feel like a debut film. No, that's what I was just thinking about. Like when we when we went back at the very beginning of all of this and we went through the, J- the debut bonds the debut bonds the jabu bonds the jabu the boo jabu we didn't Mr. Bond James Mr. Bond James Bond Mr. Debut Bond James Bond we didn't do Craig we didn't do his debut film so when I think back it's like this is his first yeah this is his first this is his Dr. No his arms. Oh, it's as he said. Living and die. die. Yeah. Living daylights. Golden, golden eye. This is that for Craig. As yeah. you said at the top, if he had only done this, what a legacy is oh, James Bond. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a legacy. Yeah, if he'd only done this, I think he'd still be my favourite Bond. Yeah. Amazing. He's he's so confident and complex. 
He's, that's the thing that gets me about Craig's Bond is the degree of complexity. Like, fans of the podcast will know that I'm a Timothy Dalton boy. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, primarily because of the complexity that he brings to the fore. But even he's got nothing on what Craig's doing. I know. I was thinking that myself. Mm. I was like... Because there was a, a couple of moments actually in the first kind of third of the film where I was like, you know what? Not too dissimilar from some of the Dalton stuff. Particularly mm. Dalton in License to Kill. Mm. And then he found another level. Mm. And then he found another level under that. And he found another level. <laughs> and then we fall in love. And then there's five stages of him falling in love. Like, yeah. it's just... Down to the details, the fine oh. details. Like, this is the first time I've been conscious of the fact, in all of these films, been conscious of the fact that Mr. James Bond is a little bit intoxic- intoxicated in this scene. Yes. Mm. You know, picking up on that depth of the character that he's making a kind of... You know, a lot of the stuff around the casino when he first loses his money. And it's like, you're acting rashly here. You don't understand quite what's happening. And you're speaking a little slurred and everything's a little bit messy. It's the train scene when he gets picked apart. When he gets picked apart. There's an element of him. It's like he's been drinking all afternoon. He's ready to be cocky because he's a little (laughs) bit loose. You know, he's a little bit loose. And, And him... Being punch drunk in the stairwell. Oh, that oh, is insane. And him trying to put a sentence together to get out, you know. And yeah. It's like, he's he's just on been... the verge of a concussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> oh, he's... I, I don't know. <sighs> I think I'm really going to... I've said it. I'm going to struggle with these films because I don't know whether it's Craig or the, the modern era or, or what the hell it is. But that... If any of if the other films of his are like this, they're in a league of their own. Yeah, and I just with all of the with these twenty films behind us, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this. Jake's Jake's wide eyed right. Yeah, now. he's I'm, gone pale. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bizarre. I know, I know what you mean. Well, th- this was how I felt when I was you know I was fourteen. Well, I guess, yeah. And having watched all of these films, and I was in love with the Bond films. Mm. And I, I hadn't read the Fleming novels. I was aware of them, and I was aware that the character was a little darker and harder-edged in that. Um, and then when I saw this in the cinema, I was I was primarily excited because I was like, this is the first one I'm going to see in the cinema, and it's a new Bond, and we'll see how he goes, and we'll see what, you know, crazy gadgets and stunts and blah, 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 there'll be in this. And when I saw this in the cinema, I had the same thing that you're kind of sitting through now, mm. where I go, this is, this is completely different. Mm. And I thought I was a Bond fan before, but none of them hold a candle to what I've just been shown. Mm. It's that thing of kind of going... Look, it's a cliche, but Casino Royale is just a good film. Mm-hmm. It's not just a good Bond film. Mm. It's not just a film that I would go, oh, if you want to watch a Bond film, start with Casino Royale. If someone was like, oh, I'm a bit bored, I wouldn't mind. What what films would you recommend? I'd say, have you ever seen Casino Royale? No. Watch it. It's a great film. It's a great film. Mm. And the way that it ends, you could kind of go, yep, it's a great film on its own. Blah, blah, mm. blah. How do you feel about it as a James Bond adventure? Yeah. I'm sitting here going, is it a James Bond film? Like, it's making me question what a James Bond film is. Mm. Because going into this with my 34, 560-day yeah, plan, seven day point plan, plan yeah. um, you know, I, I thought I knew 
what I wanted from a Bond film. And then I could break it down into a into category by category, which is kind of what we do on the show, of kind of tick, ticking all yes. the Bond boxes in that sense. And but I'm sitting here, <clears throat> I'm sitting here, going, it's like they've they've really reinvented what Bond is. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, I going even even though we sort of have these kind of discussions about yes. Connery might live in a world of his own and then, you know, Moore and uh, Dalton might live in a world of their own, Brozzy, or, you know, maybe each each Bond is their own universe or something like that, but... When you see this... When you see this... You go, no, they're all the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. you Mm. really... Mm. That's so clearly apparent. Mm. And it's making me question fundamentally (laughs) what a Bond movie is. Because at least with the last 20, I could go, all right, What's the villain? Who are the Bond girls? Mm. Gadgets, all of those sorts of stunts and stuff like that. But this, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate it. I don't know. No, I think but it's a really kind of. Common... Did you like it? Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. Mm. Which See, do you it's... prefer? Mm. I don't know. See, this is the thing. See, to me, this is still a James Bond film. Mm. You know, I... for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much of this th- which is still speaking to the to, formula, to the right? formula, and the age-old feeling and. Oh, it is hard to know where to start with this one. But, yeah, I guess my 14-year journey with this movie has been understanding how exactly... Christ, it, it's been 14 yeah, years. Yeah, how exactly it functions as a James Bond movie. Mm. And answering this question, which you are, you know, stumbling on now, mm. this has driven me with this movie. And I think now, after this adventure with you boys, looking at it and trying to answer that question... My gut instinct, my gut feeling is it is very much a James Bond film. Mm. It speaks to everything that we've explored and discussed. There's just something about it which is... I wish, you know, you know, if time could be done again, that every new Bond actor was treated with the same level of flip-the-bloody-circumstances yes, kind yes. of behaviour. Yeah, like, right. you know, everything is new. Everything is new. What do you it's, want to do with what it? Do what you does want this to team do want to do with it? Yeah, like I think Craig has set the precedent for how Bond will go forward from now on mm. in that. I know, I hope he has anyway, because I feel like his films are a bit of a mixed bag as it is when you try and when you dig deep into them. Yeah, I, you know? I'm wondering with us watching them back to back to back to back to back mm. in, you know, a week apart from each other, if we'll maybe find something more to Unifying. appreciate mm. from them. Because mm. it is that thing of because he's had such a long tenure, he's been Bond for fourteen years. Mm. That's longer than Anyone. any other actor. Like even more was only what twelve years. Yeah, wow. Well. Um, he's had to deal with a style change within his era. Yes, yeah. And, and yeah. I think we've had so long between drinks that we mm. kind of we've had a bit of time to maybe actually overanalyze a little bit of his film. So I wonder mm. if watching them back to back to back, watching them how they speak to each other, mm. I wonder if we'll uncover a little bit more. Our viewing or if they'll fall apart more. Yeah. True, because our viewing experience with this is that we're actually watching all of Craig's in chronological order as we they are, were yeah. released. Yeah. Whereas with the original 20, it was kind of, you know, a roll of the dice. Yes, yeah, um, very much so. Literally. And I think uh, we should literally. say to the, to the, um, to the listeners... That's not by chance or whatever. Um, the, the, the decision to kind of do the Craigs on their own was originally actually to kind of lead up 
to do a kind of special to No Time to Die's release mm. when it was meant to be coming out at the start of um, of April. Uh, as you're well aware now, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Other plans got in the way. Um, but the other reason that we decided to do the the Craig's um, kind of in chronological release order is not only that is he the current Bond and we're building up to his farewell, but the way that the Craig Bonds are kind of structured is that they definitely feel, particularly with the events of Spectre, they feel like one long story. Yeah. And, and all the promotional material for No Time to Die, definitely it's like, this is the last chapter yeah. of the Craig story. Yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely feels like it's its own saga. So we, that's the reason that we're kind of watching these in order, because it really feels like it should just be one, one story. Whereas story. the preceding 20 films were more just like, here's James Bond's random wacky adventures. Yeah, they were more isolated events, yeah. weren't they? Could... And, and I think that we were backed up on that in terms of... Uh, we were backed up. <laughs> uh, too much cheese. Um, like, when you watch Goldeneye, in the order that we did, we watched it in the fifth film. Yeah. As the fifth film in our run. We still watched it from start to finish. From start to finish, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, like, it didn't... Some kind of the, the whole thing of, like, the double agent and blah, 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 didn't feel out of place. No, no. We still kind of went, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're playing on the, the general James Bond. Yeah. Theme. Even in those mini reboots like Living Daylights and Honor Majesties, they still feel like weirdly part of the same universe. They do. Whereas they do. the Craigs definitely feel very removed. Still sharing the key DNA. Absolutely. The, the work that they did between, I mean, I just, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in those rooms when they were you know in the coming down from die another day firing pierce brosnan firing pierce brosnan having oh. to think about what james bond meant i think the work they did in that room in in really understanding what the hell is they have and how important what they have is yeah. and how much respect they should pay to it and how much thinking should be involved that's the kind of stuff i want every time around mm. and it was you know? a, a long bloody journey to get to this film because yeah. they couldn't they couldn't do this in 1962 because the rights were owned by, you know, CBS or whoever it was. Oh, yeah. Um, Sony got their hands on the rights eventually. Of course they did. Michael G. Wilson, when Dalton was introduced in The Living Daylights, his initial plan was to completely reboot the wow. Bond franchise like they did with Casino Royale. Sure. He, he went, we've had old man Bond, we've got Dalton in, let's reboot it. And Cubby Broccoli said... No, that will scare audiences away. They're not ready for that. So he said, let's soft reboot it. Which we've mm. talked about a little bit in the podcast, yeah. that there are numerous kind of soft reboots throughout the um, series. Yeah. So Michael G. Wilson was very keen for a very long time, 20 years before this, 19 years before this, to reboot the franchise, show a young Bond mm. becoming Bond. Yeah. Um, Purvis and Wade, their favourite favorite piece of writing is Fleming's Casino Royale. They wanted to tell that story so badly. You can see elements of it in their first bit in The World Is Not Enough. Mm. I mean, the character of Sophie Marceau's Electra yeah. has shades of Vespa. I mean, you can yeah. see them playing with those ideas. 
in a less sophisticated manner for sure mm. um, I mean we talked about it when we did the podcast that there are shades of Skyfall even in that film mm. um, but you know you've got Michael G. Wilson desperately wanting to do this kind of hard grittier from the ground up reboot you've got uh, Wade and, and Purvis uh, and Wade sorry who are wanting to do Casino Royale and do that kind of reboot and then the rights fall into Eon's lap to do Casino Royale and I think around 2004 2005 they got that the lawsuit was all settled McClory was pretty much out of the picture he was on his way out they got the rights they partnered up with Sony and Columbia Pictures and they had to let go of Brosnan but eventually yeah they went let's do Casino Royale let's just reboot it I mean, it, there's a long journey towards this film. Yeah. It's, it's it's such an interesting thing. But it's fortuitous that it comes after the absolute steaming pile of dog crap yeah. that is Die Another Day. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Isn't that insane to think that the film before this, chronologically, is Die Another Day? Mm. And it's only four years before it. <laughs> Completely uh, different characters. So that they are not... You can't look at Brosnan's Bond and Craig's Bond and think they're the same person. <laughs> you wouldn't think it's the same franchise. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. my goodness. L- let's talk about Daniel Craig as Bond. Yeah. This All is right. our, our debut. He's very good. I mean, he's perfect, isn't he? <laughs> he's, bloody, <laughs> he's bloody good. I, I want to know what, what your thoughts are. Yeah, because you you're... Called, yeah, you've called you, Connery a thug. thug. Mm. You love Piercy Boy. Yeah, you love you your little Brosnan. You, you're a bit hot and cold on Old Man Moore. <laughs> on Roger Moore, a friend of the friend podcast. Of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, a, you're a dirty devil with a disparaging opinion. Mm. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't seem, you don't seem to have any opinion on Dalton and... and <laughs> no, you haven't said a thing. Where do we sit on Craig? Oh, Danny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this interpretation of Bond... just I don't know I think I'm going to be a broken bloody record here it it totally reinterprets the character like sitting through this film I learnt so much more about that character and so much more about this world and I think a large part of it was because of him and what he brought to it as an actor and that level of depth and complexity that we're picking up on it was incredibly charismatic and mm. charming and he is funny he's hilarious he's hilarious you can tell he's great and he nails that that glint in his eye that bloody Roggie's known for you yeah. know mm. that sideways Roggie and little... Sean, as Sean. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of Sean in him there is a lot of Sean but I think one thing in particular that Craig absolutely masters and really brings to the franchise I I'm going to say more than anyone is his physicality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the the precision and the gravitas that he exudes on the screen is like he is SAS trained. Oh he is God, so incredibly yes. capable. <laughs> and like through the course of this film, we see this man, you know, climbing up a, a, a crane. We see we see him being poisoned. We see him go into cardiac arrest. We see him, you know, swimming and fighting and shooting and flipping cars. It's like, I mean, he went through a bloody meat mincer 
in his debut <laughs> film. Like they beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's incredibly impressive. Mm. I, I thought it was just an amazing <sighs> performance, and so confident. Like he's oh. a shit. He's a shit of a kid. You know, yes. when you start, yes. and you, that relationship that we get with him and M, mm. and this whole idea of him being promoted too soon, and this reckless fucking new yeah. agent. Any thug can kill. Oh, and the, oh, this incredible journey that we see him... Go, like, for me, I think this film is like is almost like a missing link in the in the whole thing. And I know we, we see him fall in love in Oms and, 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 and that, but I think this, in a way, is kind of us seeing the birth of Bond oh, of like I, him yeah. becoming 007 of like we finally get to see mm. that story yeah. yeah I'm with you amazing with you. debut <laughs> no arguments here <laughs> yeah I think he's terrific um, there's just I mean there's a there's a degree there's a sort of there's a sort of edge to Craig which I think there's just one part of him which rubs me the wrong way. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's the pout. It might be as simple <laughs> as being the pout. There's, there's a he sort can't of. Help where his lips fall. No, 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 no. <laughs> there is a sort of um, showiness to his physicality. I think is the best way I can put it. Oh yeah. You know. Do you think a, that's try, the franchise trying to be a bit more Hollywood? Maybe. Maybe. Right, Bond a, needs to be ripped. Bo- Bond needs, to, needs be, to be ripped. He needs to be um, so strong. You know, like yeah, a, like yeah. a bit of a superhero in a, in a, in a way. He's not. He's never never risks being presented as a superhero. But just just some tr- some treatment of of the way in which just in this film, I think in particular. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, see, and yeah, when you talk, level talk about of showmanship that for me is is a strength for me for mm. Craig's mm. Uh, portrayal in this because. Uh, watching it today because I haven't watched it in about six months because of this fucking podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's been hell getting in the way may I say it's been hell I should have watched this at least two or three times this year by (laughs) the way Um, but I was watching it and and for that particularly for that first half before he before he sits in the shower with Vespa there is something quite showy and braggadocious about him. Yeah. And the way that he is physically, the way, like, you even remarked on how he walks to the to the Aston Martin when it yeah, first arrives. Yeah. yeah. There is this kind of cocksure, overly cocky, actually, attitude. And the yeah. way that he holds himself physically is a little too... It's, like, over-macho. It's a little too posed. Yes. Yeah. And then I was watching it that as the film went on, like, his stuff at the end when he's in the Venetian house that's sinking into yeah, the water, yeah. when he's doing the action there, there's no superfluous movement. There's no holding or flexing or anything like that. He's lost all of that. Mm. And he's just straight in. It's For me, I was like, oh, that's... I was seeing things in this movie where I was like, oh, they really play up the kind of almost douchebag psychopath Bond at the start. In a way, He's yeah. still cool and you're still like, oh, he's Bond and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. there's still that there. <laughs> yeah. But even when he's at the one and only Ocean Club, there are elements of him where you go, yeah, yeah I don't know if... I'd like that guy in real life. Mm. That's right. You're yeah. like, oh, I'd love to be him. But it's I, this <laughs> moment where Vespa catches him looking at himself in the mirror. In the, the mirror, time. yes. I was like, you think you're all right. Yeah. You? And she kind of looks at him like... Oh, Get over yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
it's that thing of it's why I love that train scene between the two of him mm. where he the two of him the, the two of them sorry oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Craig on the brain <laughs> Um, I would love to. <laughs> oh, take me. Um, where he kind of goes, oh, well, I'm going to dress you down and show you that I'm uh, I'm actually smarter than you. But she just hits straight back. Just yeah. as hard. And it she hits him, him a right sure. in the jugular. Like mm. those lines of like, you know, all right, you went to Oxford and actually think that people dress like that. Mm. You know, but you have a chip on your shoulder. You were there at the grace of someone else. At the yeah, end. yeah. And, and the because you thought that I was an orphan, I think that's mm. what you are. And yeah. It's this kind of watching Craig's Bond react to moments like that. And then also the cocksure moments that do him in at the poker table. And and that, that scene where um, he first loses everything. Mm. And, and he's standing on the balcony and he's clearly had a couple of drinks. And he's angry. And he's trying to figure out what the next move is and Vesper comes out and he's like, well, buy me back in. And she's like, no, no, I'm not going to risk that. That's that's ridiculous. You lost because mm. you're ego. You idiot. And he goes, oh, you're a bloody idiot. Mm. And he's like, grabs her by the arm and it's like, look at me. I can beat him. Mm. You know that. And she just says to him, let go of my arm. Mm. And it's this moment of like, Ah, it's just great character development. <clears throat> We're seeing Bond become Bond. Yeah, that's the thing. That they've, that they've even mapped his physical journey yeah, as a yeah. part of this transformation, this kind of crucible, this birthing of Bond. It's like that he starts off as this, what is he, a head of section or whatever he might, before he becomes a double O or whatever that position is. Oh, yeah, an agent, I suppose, yeah. yeah. And that he is this young kind of cocky guy thinking he's all right. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, yeah, by the end of it, when the armor is gone, it's all of the lessons that he's learned, even on a physical level, how he holds and carries himself, yeah. that's been changed. And watching how each kill changes him mm. as well, like the when he, one gets when, when the, well, the, yeah, the, the second one is considerably easier. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> well done. How much yeah. do you think is like um, a response to? the sort of history of the character in, in that that choice to, to take Bond on that journey mm. you know on a journey from overconfidence to putting him in his place and, and, and making sure his eyes are on the prize I think was that written was I that th- in the book uh, well it's not so much in the book no, but I think, but I think it comes the history from of the franchise, I think you know? it's the franchise going, um, you can't be that anymore you can't be this guy absolutely anymore. and yeah. I think um, as cliche as it is to, to say this Loosens the tie. Ooh. Loosens the tie. Cliche it. as it is to say this, <laughs> this is the first post nine eleven bond. Um, nine. I mean, technically, Die Another Day is the first post nine eleven bond, but they were making the film when that happened. Mm-hmm. This is the first one that they made on the in the post nine eleven world. Yeah. From from go to work, and I think there's an element of uh, looking at the West's place in the world Mm. not seeing the West as purely the good guy there is shady underhanded stuff that needs to happen are they are they you know a brute or a scalpel you know that kind of blah 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 Mm. Um, but I think there that it was a very deliberate decision that in a much more serious world that the Bond producers kind of went look we got 
if we lean into the hero mentality too much, we end up with die another day. Mm. We end up with invincible Bond who can do whatever he fucking wants. Mm. What would Bond actually be now? Because mm. that's yeah. something that... It feels like a dressing from, down of the character. Yes, mm. because Not apart from Craig, Goldeneye, you know, yeah. the Brosnan age doesn't feel like it would actually happen. Goldeneye, mm. maybe. But even then, there are... In its know, context, you mean? Yeah, in yeah. its context, I mm. think Goldeneye is the, is the one of the Brosnan films Which is where you go, realistic. yeah, I could see the how that could happen. Bullshit. The re- yeah, yeah, I mean, a fucking newspaper magnet. Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the cops. That's a police job. So you feel like uh, Bond feels relevant as a spy in this context in two thousand and six. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's one thing where my brain struggles a little bit when you know when you think about old Bond. Um, you do have a better sense of how he fits into the picture in, in, in terms of the Bond of the 60s, in the 60s. Mm. Espionage is actually more straightforward. Yeah, I, I wonder what the actual mechanism is uh, when I'm watching this film, what the, actual, yeah. um, what the actual life of this agent is, how often he's working, um, what types of jobs he's involved in. and, and, and what it, it does come yeah. to the fore a little bit more in this world. And I wonder how much of that is too, because the 60s is such a... I mean, it's such a smoky, mm. romanticised time. Mm. I want... Yeah. I wonder how accurate this is. To the world to of, the, espionage. of espionage. Yeah. I would say barely resembles the real world. Of it. <laughs> yeah. I would say the real world of espionage is, is mainly... People sitting behind computers, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't think there are many. I don't think there are any James Bonds out there. I could be wrong. I wouldn't know jack shit about espionage. But um, if you're gonna do the, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think this is as grounded as James Bond can be. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's got enough of a foot in the real world. You know what I mean? Ju- yeah, it's just it's treading the line perfectly. Like you, half of me goes. What secret agent in a poker game? I know, I know. And then right? half of me goes, "No, that's. Yeah, like, I believe this. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's been in space. I mean, <laughs> if I if I fucking bought that, I've got to buy this. <laughs> yeah. How is this less realistic than space <laughs> yeah. or a diamond satellite? Oh God. Yeah, I don't know whether that comes into play as much for me. Of going, mm. I'm. I think I'm pretty happy to leave James Bond in a kind of cartoon world, f- false reality. Mm. Yes, yeah. I appreciate the realism or the attempt at realism mm. because I certainly don't enjoy films like Die Another Day or, or Moonraker when it sort of becomes so egregious. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but whether or not there's actually these people running it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I can have such a ball with. Mm. You know, Thunderball. Ooh! Oh, you know, and films of that nature. That, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not really consciously sitting back going, oh, are, are there real agents out there doing that? Like yeah. That? But one thing about this film is that I, I mean, I'm just very grateful for the courage of the creators, producers, creative team to attempt yeah. this new world of authenticity of going, mm. all right. Let's let's see if this franchise works. Yeah. yeah. In this in these parameters. Mm. And and kind of going, okay. If a character like if Bonds really did exist, if this is how espionage was carried out in the world, yeah. mm. what toll would that have on a man? Mm. Yeah. 
what toll would that have on a person? Yeah. If we sent out uh, an agent from the treasury, a fucking accountant, yes, into the field with one of our agents, and that was the world, what effect would that have on them? Mm. You know, this isn't Mary Goodnight. No. This isn't Barbara Bach. This isn't, you know, bloody Lois Childs. Yeah. We're seeing what the bloody effect is on, on, on a civilian, almost. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what the effect on Bond himself would be, particularly if this is the first time he's had to take a life, which takes me to the title song. Oh. You know my name. Mm. If you take a life. Do you know what you give? Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the pre-title sequence? All set in black and white. No gun barrel. First film without a gun barrel. To Not, start us with. Yeah, true. That's true. No kind of original... Yeah, kind no... Yeah, circle, circle. It doesn't yeah. bother me in Casino Royale. It doesn't bother me in Casino Royale? That's the correct <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why this exception? It's Bond Begins. It's Why are you Bond letting begins. this one off? Because the it is. Because he's not a double O at and the start. It's, and it's yeah, it's it's tied into the world of narrative. So yeah. when does it say that only the double O agents get a gun barrel sequence? Well, because he's not James Bond yet. He's not double O seven. He's not the man we know. It's that a whole thing. The whole well, not subtext. It's just the context of uh, um, of that scene is you know if M was so sure I was bent, she would have sent a double O. Benefits of being section chief. I'd know of anyone being promoted now, wouldn't I? Your file shows no kills, and yet it takes two. And we see the two kills, and then as soon as he gets that second kill, he's he's 007. 007. Then he gets the barrel. And then he gets that barrel. I think it's quite a nice little... Uh, It's quite... But it's cheapened by the fact that Quantum, and even more inexplicably... Skyfall put it at the fucking end. Yeah, that's weird. Stupid. Oh, it's dumb. It's so Which would dumb. have been fine if Spectre also put it at the end. I think Quantum should have started with, with the, the gun, gun barrel. barrel. Of course they should. Because there is yeah. nothing lost. No. By having the gun barrel at the start. No. no. And there's also nothing lost. I hate this disc- you know, the defence that they give where they're like, uh, um, what's his name? Deacons and Mendes were like, Oh, we just really loved that opening shot and it didn't work with the gun barrel fading into that. And I was like, yes, it does. It's a Bond film. Cut that shot. It's Bond looking like a pencil neck as silhouette. (laughs) It's not that cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Fair. But that's that's my thing. And the whole uh, black and white kind of being that way of going, you know, well, this is the world before... Bond, mm. and then as soon as we get um, the gun barrel, the first color we see it's is red. the red blood, bringing us down into that amazing Daniel Kleiman title sequence. But Jake, mm. what did you think of the pre-title sequence? I thought it was pretty. You sit there, crossed arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like this the whole time. I'm, Read I'm my body language. Reflective, critical <laughs> mood. Um, We'll keep it fun and light for the listeners so we can get five stars on iPods. <laughs> um, of course I meant I do. <laughs> Forgive me, I've been drinking. Oh, God, you can't even get the ads right. Brandon. When we do commercials on here, when we do plugs, you don't even get them right. Brought to you by Blue Spoon. 
Marley's Boo. I can't remember what the food is called. Only say their name if they're giving us money. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I appreciated look, look, the... Look, 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 look. <laughs> I appreciate the brutality. I thought that kind of set a tone pretty early on of like, oh shit, this isn't your grandma's Bond film. Um, how do I feel about the black and white? Yeah, how do you feel about the black and white? I don't know how I feel about the black Look, and white. Look, I don't know how I feel about the black and white. It's a bold choice. Mm. I think it's a stupid choice, I'm going to say it. You think so? Yeah, I think um, you don't lose anything by having it in colour. Having it in colour. Yeah. Mm. Some of those shots look pretty darn sexy, the elevator, the lowing elevator. Oh, looks like, yes. oh, this is Hitchcock, this is... Yeah. They do, but, but they're wide-angle, low-angle shots that yeah. are gorgeous. Yeah. They're going to look fine in colour. They're going to look fine in colour. The scene's at night. Yeah. My, my only... Uh, I get it as I, symbolic. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, mean, I, I get it as symbolic. Um, the other thing, the other reason I quite like the black and white is the way that the blood leads us into the title sequence makes the vibrant colours of the title sequence stand, stand out, out less. Oh. Uh, in terms of, I don't go, oh, what? Because I haven't just seen colour. I haven't been bombarded by the real world colour. Do you know what I mean? Uh. So that then, as, as the title sequence is going on, mm. and then we have that silhouette that's coming in in the title sequence of Daniel Craig, which mm. then slowly fades into being real, real, real life Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. There's kind of... It, 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 I think it eases me in a little bit more. Whereas if that had been colour because, because and you see the, that blood trickling down, I would have been like, "Ooh, that doesn't match as, match the real world colour." Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm. it's still quite stylized yeah. that blood. Yeah, it's oh, probably yeah. the most stylized the blood has been. Yes, it's quite animated. I would argue blood. if that kind of blood was in a Brosman film, you guys would be hitting the floor. I th- I probably agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I like maybe. it in this one though. I like it maybe. in this one. Maybe. No, 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 because. Question. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, did you see the bloody blood I, when it was animated? No, oh, I mean a Brosnan film. We've loved, we loved the Brosnan gun barrels. Mm. Particularly the blood. Except. Particularly the one where the bullet goes except through. Except for that. That, yeah. that was dumb. Mm. Um. But yeah, does it need to be black and white? Probably not. Probably not. It's a little bit, dare I say, wanky. But. Yeah. Um. But I'd love it. But it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a I choice. get, I get yeah. the metaphor. I get what it's saying. Sure. It didn't overly offend me. No. I think I'm still on the fence about it. What does offend me in 2020, which yeah. didn't offend me in 2006, and it happens a few times throughout the film, mm. is the um, is the ultra grainy yes. cine- cinematography. It's and trying to be film. Was it film? It, well, it was definitely it film. It is film. Yeah. Certainly oh, film. Right. But just yeah. uh, it was an overexposed, high-grain film to add a certain level of grittiness. Mm. And it worked in 2006. I remember going, this is gritty as shit. But that's not how you do gritty cinematography anymore, I don't mm, think. I think it that we're, we're very, yeah, we're very yeah. pretty with our... See, one, yeah. that's one of the things I love about it. Because mm. when I watch the old films, like I was watching King of Comedy quite recently, which has a very similar effect. And funnily enough, a film we brought up quite recently, Deer Hunter, oh, yes. has a very similar effect. There, there used to be that kind of feeling of it not being perfect. perfect. Mm. Yeah, and they're kind of being, we we got it, we got that moment. Yeah, you know, there wasn't everything wasn't perfect. The light wasn't perfect. Blah blah blah. 
there's something about that grain with this that I just kind of go, yeah, yeah, I like that. But I, I, I can see what you mean, because I definitely did notice watching this today. I was like, oh, wow, there's quite a lot of noise. Even in the poker scenes, I was like, oh, there's a fair bit of noise was, in the yeah, image. There's nothing wrong with noise at all. I, I think noise as a choice, though, is what gets me a little bit... But like that's I guess the, that's my point of contention is that yeah. is that why superimpose anything on top of your image mm. you know what I mean yeah yeah be, fair be, beyond a colour grade I think that's where 2020 is different from 2006 you could make those stylistic choices make something too much one colour or, or, or but then or, I wonder because I uh, this is just me having watched this film so many times mm. is that again Mayhew and Campbell going well, he's not Bond yet, so he's not polished yet. So let's dirty it up a little. Let's, you know, I wonder if if you can justify it in that way. Whether or not that's a good choice, yeah. or whether or not that's a clever choice, if that's a bit obvious, mm. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I noticed that noise quite a bit today. Yeah, just in the... It's very yeah. apparent in the black and white. Well, it's, it's apparent in two places... And both times it's the bathroom. Yeah. So, so there's something about possibly the way the halogen lights were interfering with the film, but oh. they, they've maybe amped up the, the noise. Yeah, who right. knows? The who other knows moment what, you're talking about is when he's poisoned. When he's poisoned, yeah. yeah. Same kind of nonsense. Yeah. Going well, that's overexposed. And, and but it's we'll all definitely in. get that kind of grain. But yeah. they're going for an effect there as yeah, well. Yeah, very much yes. so, yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, it's just that that was what was happening in 2006. Mm. Yeah. We, we were doing that because digital technology, you've got to remember that editing films digitally only really started at around 2000, 2001. Um, I think the first linear edit and linear colour grade was Oh Brother, We're Out There. Really? Uh, yeah. So this Jesus is this is, isn't very far into the world of computer editing. And these are the sorts of effects that you can apply on a computer yeah, while right. you're slapping something together. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't really do that back in the 90s. Yeah, I wonder if so, that's how they did it. Mm. Fact check that. All right. Do it. Tell me what to do. Did they? I'll did t- they? Tell you now. Did they achieve the over overexposed overcrank in camera, or, or was, was it, it added in post? Mm. Afterwards, tricky Bring one. What did you think of the title sequence? Oh, fantastic! I miraculous. Never any. Never seen anything like it. It's my least favorite aspect of this film. Wow. The really? Title sequence. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my up there. Let me ask you this though. Go for it. Do you think it exists with all the others? The other Craigs or the others? No, the others? no, but I don't think they should. That's my problem with the Maurice Binders. They're all two the samey. But but what comes after this one is not a Daniel Kleiman, and I think it's it's unfairly criticised. But the overall um, kind of vibe that they start leaning towards is essentially more of that Bond title sequence lineage, which I think actually. I would take this. I would take a four title sequence. I would t- yeah, take four of these over. I think the Skyfall title sequence is quite good. Mm. I think the Spectre title sequence leans way too heavily on imagery from previous films. Oh yeah, way too much and way too much on tentacles. But again, I think the technique thing, and I, I guess I'm a lot closer to this um, because this is an era of filmmaking that I have been making films in in a weird way. Mm. You know, this mm. is something I'm more attached to, but. Just that style of animation was also very hot right then. Well, and that it, style it of title kind of sequence launched the rotoscoping phase. Not quite. Well, pretty much, yeah, yeah. 
pretty much this was one of the ones where it was like holy fucking hell look what you can do with this you can do that what would be an example yeah. of and the that way that he is that he uh, and the men are made to look like almost like shapes. yeah that they're made to make look like shapes I was mm. like oh, I, I there's something about because this film is so centered around a a poker table that I just kind of go yep that's the film it is gorgeous I mean look I just yeah to me there's just a, there's a there's an element of it if if the the following three films had gone down a similar road then I would probably be more accepting of it mm. but I think they abandoned the tech because they saw that it dates stylistically like I see a pretty dated title sequence um personally even in the way that Bond's shaded um when he's more monochromatic I think he's like they put his shadows in like a dark yellow and then his lighter lighter tones mm. in a in a lighter yellow. Just some of the techniques that I'm, I'm I was seeing in it. I think it's Kleinerman's worst work, um, and really and, and the least Bondian. Um, just to really oh, throw some no throw no I, oh. fabulous shots fired. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, I disagree. I think I think it's I think it's some of his best work actually. Mm. There's only one film that looks like this, and I guess that that dated look is like well yeah it was made in 2006 rather than the Maurice Spinder stuff where you go okay sure that was impressive in 1965 with Thunderball why are you still doing it in 1989 I'm just thinking about what the, the own the conversation that Kleinman started in the Brosnan era I just would like to have seen him travel further down that road which he does but they they look dated in their own way as well but it's the same aesthetic is mm. kind of what I'm getting at is the the actual approach well I I wonder if they would have kept going down that if they hadn't got rid of him yeah but yeah. they got rid of him to get MK12 to come who do it who do something which speaks to the title sequence in Casino Royale see I think that their silhouette stuff though is way more dated than the Casino Royale stuff yeah, and I'm a big defender well, of the Quantum of Solace oh and the, the kind of epileptic flashing of the silhouettes and it yeah yeah but I would say that the Quantum of Solace title sequence for all of its non-Kleinman yeah, nature yeah is actually a better Bond title sequence than this one. Oh, no, I disagree. Yeah, I, well... What look, do you think? <laughs> what did you think of this? I don't know, you guys keep fighting no, it No, 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 I want to you, you get you in here, you <laughs> fucking rope-a-doper. Come in and knock one of us out once we've tired the other one out. Yeah, we've watched from Russia with love. Oh, We're not going to be fighting fish. <laughs> look, both valid points, boys. And it does Where do you sit? Take a goddamn side, swing, you fat sitter. Swing. It doesn't derail the film for me by no, any means. No, you know, it, it's, no. It's I just love having a, a good debate about this. Kind yeah, of stuff. But, but yeah, my thing is I, that... The, there was something about watching this where I went, oh yeah, that's very mid-2000s. Mm, but but I went, oh yes, good. That feels mid-2000s. Mm. In the same way that I think once we get to Skyfall, now that we're, we're nearly 10 years on from that, because I saw the Skyfall title sequence quite recently and I was like, mm, yeah, some of those effects have been improved upon. Yeah, for sure. But for 2012, that's what a title sequence should look like. And that's what the title sequence to Skyfall should look like. Mm. It's one of the things that I love about Kleiman. I don't think he's done a bad one. Is that he matches what the film is. You said, and I'll hold you to this, <laughs> you said that this might be his worst work. Die another day, anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that matches the film. 
Yeah. And it matches the song. But don't you think a more traditional kind of... Um, there would be I a actually great find potential... It, I find it crazy that they hadn't done something like this in the 60s. Me too. And I think there's, there's a part of Kleiman going... Let's have a little nod back to that kind of mm. the feeling of the of the old fifties, sixties kind of um, you know. I mean, there's catch me if you can vibes to it and stuff like that. There's there, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, Ocean's Eleven. There's probably mm. a bit of Ocean's Eleven influence there, which we can't ignore. I definitely got a. It was almost as if he was doing a nod to Saul Bass in a way, with yeah. all of the shapes and the colors and the patterns and stuff like that. Very much tied. It's a to little some too the, literal for me, is all. With all the casino cards, cards. like I don't know. There's a lot more that goes on in that film. But I guess you could do that with with all of them. I mean, mm. Skyfall is. What would you say is your favourite Daniel Kleiman one? Because I'll poke holes in it. <laughs> well, that's just Soviet imagery. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just. I guess that's mm. that's his, uh, and I love the the Golden Eye one. But that's one of, one of the things I love about Kleinman is that he just kind of goes, here's the key theme, and I'll play with it. And mm. he turns it up almost to 11. Um, whereas, I think, and I think one of the things going in in the, the order we've watched them, yeah. coming off the Binder title sequences into this, I was just like, oh, finally, something to do with the film. Yeah. Because the Binder ones are just like, oh, it's a fucking silhouette in front of a coloured background oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, yeah. oh clever boy wants a treat <laughs> oh my god the man's a saint oh, no no no, no. I won't hear a damn word in his defence <laughs> lazy shit <laughs> yeah Perth. there's just something about this where I go you could I guess my bottom line is that you could have um, you could have departed from the Bond trappings mm. but still <clears throat> kept that you think they took it too far just with that mm. just with sequence. that title sequence change I think mm. I think it does take it that little bit too far I think it separates it a little bit too much from what has come before if they had simply because you're already doing the the um, like <laughs> you, you're already doing the gun barrel later mm. so give me a more timeless title sequence don't give me one that's going to date in three years you know, mm. I don't yeah. think it dated in three years. <laughs> you see, I don't think it. I I still get a huge kick out of that. Yeah, but you're just a big fanboy. Yeah, but I for a good reason, not <laughs> just because I love it, because it it's good. He's and got rose tinted glasses. It, on. It, he's, it, he's biased. No, 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 no. I I there's so much about the reason that I love this so much is because what it does is great. I mean, you brought up Saul Bass. Mm. If I really wanted to, I could pull apart everything that Saul Bass does I could talk about the limits of his technology and you know oh well it's just lines it's just mm-hmm. lines and colours going up a thing you know what I mean like for sure you can, you definitely can go in into those things but I I love it I love it <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, yeah I don't know I, look I love this film alright <laughs> alright is that a crime is that a crime huh and he won't hear another word about it <laughs> What what do you think? You've been very quiet. You've been playing everyone. I off can't get a word in edgeways. No, you don't want to get a word in edgeways because you're sitting on the fence. <laughs> no, I I really loved it. I I appreciated the boldness of going. Oh shit, this is really different, and I think it is different. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the technology sort of I dated you were to me. with Darby. 
I was expecting a fight here. Oh, I'm well, calm down. Well, I'm down disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed, all right? This film puts me in a fighting mood. <laughs> no, it does. It does. Defend it, you know, to a fault. Yeah. Uh, we'll trip him up. We'll, we'll trip, trip him up we'll at some point. We'll no, but I appreciate Darby's point. I think it's, I think it's a valid point. And I, you definitely couldn't do it today. You couldn't put it in a film today. Because it, you, you know, you're right you... in a sense of like that it's a flash in the pan. It's like we never we never go back to it. No. I appreciate it for what it is. And, and it was vibrant just... and beautiful. And I really I really liked it. Mm. But it doesn't ever come back. And and it no. seems like the subsequent films try and arc back. And that's, that's one of my problems with the Craig saga in particular. Is that once we get to Skyfall in particular... It's a really good film, but there's a little too much looking over the shoulder for me. Mm. There's a little too much like, and it's a great film. It's one of my top films, but there is something with Skyfall where I go, yeah, I get it. It was 50 years, but you were on a different track. Yeah. You had room to to go a different way. Mm. And I feel like Skyfall and Spectre have a little too much like, uh, remember? Nods remember? To remember when this was a thing mm. and we do this? It's like, yeah, we do remember because we've got 20 films to remember that by. Mm. Do something else. Mm. Yeah, you, you started so strong. Yeah, you really did. Mm. Like, even, and that's why I defend the Quantum of Solace um, title sequence, which a lot of people shit on. It's more tied to this. Well, yeah, yeah and mm. it's also very fucking different. Yeah. It's different, It's and it matches the film completely mm. and I would rather I like I think Skyfall and Spectre have fine title sequences but yeah man the the, the casino and quantum title sequences I just think are, they're, 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 they're kind of forging a new path and it's the brave new world kind of bond mm. and I just feel like we lost that we got Along too we got too careful and mm. a bit too safe short summary what do you want from a title sequence? Oh, Done. yeah, yeah. We should, because we've seen the a quick kind of three we're, dot we're, points or something. We're out of the Maurice. <clears throat> what do you what go do I to want things? from a title sequence? Mm. Uh, what do you want? Atmos- what do you want? Atmosphere. Okay. And I think this was lacking atmosphere. Right. Casino. Yeah. <laughs> uh, physical, real atmosphere, you know? And I sometimes that's as simple as smoke. You know, I just want to sense that, that the title sequence itself is happening somewhere. You know, in a, in a real space, no, really? physical space. Just, just that it happened, that it occurred, that it wasn't. Oh, they always feel like animations to me. Well, I mean, they are animations, but just yeah. that sense of. I don't know. I don't know. What would be? What would be your exemplar? Um, I feel like Goldeneye is happening in a real world. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's happening. Goldeneye's a great the, one. The textures are really, really intense. Um, mm. Interesting. The colours, the atmosphere is a big thing for mm. me. Atmosphere is a big thing. Um, uh, graphic design is a big thing for me. Um, I don't like a, b- a bad font choice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's unforgivable. Unforgivable. Cinerea, you remarked, had good font choice. Yeah, oh, beautiful, classic, mm. classic. Probably font my favourite font choice. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. And um, oh, all right. And a journey. You know, don't start and finish oh. in the same place. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, take, take, <laughs> take me somewhere. 
Are you poking holes? <laughs> I think the sooner I am out of Sigmund's as a journey, <laughs> he ends up as a 007. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Do pew, you, pew, let seven. me ask you this. Do you like it when they go out of the title sequence into the computer screen that says 00 status confirmed, confirmed. then back out of the computer yes. screen into the title sequence? Yes. I would... Do anything to remove that. Wow, no, I, I, I <laughs> love really? that. Yeah. I love that. Brendan, what do you want? What's in your what's what's your summary of title sequences? What Match do you need? the film, right? No matter how good or bad the film is, match the film. Give me images that pop out from this film, and give me a title sequence that could only be for this film. It's why I don't like the Maurice Spinder title sequences. Too interchangeable because. You could show me one and play a different song from another Bond film, and it still works. Mm. All the edit points still works, a- apart from maybe two or three of his title sequences. Mm. Like, we loved The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Thunderball was pretty good. What else did he do that was all right? You Only Live Twice. Honor Majesties is fine. And Live and Let Die is fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoop-de-doo. I mean, how many did he do? And that's how much I can name that I was like, yeah, I'm fine with. But it's why I love the live and let die one, which is batshit bonkers crazy. Mm. It suits a, the film. A, a black mm. woman's head lights on fire. Yeah. And she turns into a skull. I'm yeah. like, yes! Because <laughs> that's the film. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And the same with all the underwater shit with Thunderball. That's the film. Mm. Goldfinger. It's a woman painted in gold. That's the film. Mm. From Russia with Love is the belly dancer kind of, you know, moving around to that thing. Like that, that, that's the film. Like, I, I watch that and I go, that's nothing but From Russia with Love. Mm. And it's why I love all of Kleinman's work. Because everyone that he's done, I'm like, there's no confusing that for any other film. Totally. You couldn't put... The world is not enough, and tomorrow never dies. You couldn't swap those. I really because they like... don't. They don't. Yeah. They they speak to that film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as like kind of abstract as they speak to them, mm. as abstractly as they speak to them, proper English. <laughs> they still speak to them. Mm. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He is. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Except day another day. <laughs> His work in... I mean, we'll see it again. Yes. This might be half... Spectre. His work in Skyfall and Spectre is quite samey. Oh. I mean, they're, they're, they're each doing things that are, that are going through the journey of the film. Spectre, but they I would use say similar his, tools. Yeah yeah, 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 and I would say that Spectre is his weakest title sequence so far. Mm. But he doesn't have much to work with with that bomb thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. Is he confirmed for no time? Oh, is he? Yeah, I believe he is. Okay. I believe he is. Mm. Um, what did you think of the song? I'm going to go to you. Mr. Spear not a fan oh (laughs) this one this one was a big important boy on my iPod back in high school oh yeah still a big important boy on my iPod so explain yourself (laughs) (laughs) you don't like this one not so much no didn't really get me pumped didn't bodo 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 oh that's no that's another way to die yeah yeah I really I I did appreciate how it was incorporated Very similar. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the exact same. Oh, shut up, Jake. Play that back. Come you on. dirty devil. <laughs> is it a 
Brassy Bassy or Shaw Cheryl. It's a Brassy Bassy. It's a Brassy Bassy. If you take a life, do you know what you get? Beautiful singer. There he is. There he is. It's huge. Oh, he, no. The way he, you know my name. I can't do it, but that's fucking. You just that's, doing it. That's rock ballad shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I think it's very. Again, it's very 2006. What don't you like about it? Um. I don't know whether I like the heavy rock grungy element. The grunge, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Feels a little... I don't know whether it feels Bond enough for me. And maybe a little dated. Mm. A little kind of mid-2000s garage band. Garage band. It's not garage band, it's Chris Cornell. Thank you very much. Black Hole Sun, Soundgarden, Audio Slave. Excuse me. I have no idea what that is and that sounds exactly like what I hate. Well, it's... it's (laughs) What did you say? Audio Slave? Audio Slave and Soundgarden. He was the lead singer of both. That's atrocious. Black Hole Sun. (laughs) Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard Jake Spear say that he doesn't like those. What is Black Hole Sun? Find his personal Facebook. Excuse me. (laughs) Find his personal Instagram. (laughs) Hack it. Harass him. <laughs> Do it. You are inciting cyber terrorism. Uh, no. bullying, Jake. I am just saying facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't like this, huh? Not, not so much. Huh. I'll tolerate it. I'm okay with it. I don't hate it. Yeah, it sounds like you hate it. It sounds like you hate it. No, 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 no. No, look, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it. But it's not up there for one of my faves. All right. Didn't really get me in the mood. Well, Darby, we're very right about this. Yeah. And that it's a good song. I'll let these two talk. It's a a very good song. Sorry, I thought you were going to come at me with something. No, no, no. no, no. I wouldn't come at you. No, he's on your side. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a great song. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it pumps me up. It gets me dancing. Um, you gets, I didn't see you dancing. Gets me yeah, working yeah, yeah. out. You did see me dancing. He was going, was nuts, going nuts during it. Were you? Yeah. Yes. Well, my limbs were flailing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was grunge dancing. I was grunge oh, dancing. That's what I heard the part where he goes. No, that's the other side. No, that's the other one. No, that's this. No, see, they're very similar. They're very similar. Yeah. They're exactly the same. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. Oh, I'll strangle you. No, it does get me going. It gets I, me going. I've, I stamp my foot. I clap my hand on my leg. Oh, that's dancing, isn't uh, it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I will admit, when I first heard this song, I was like, that's not a Bond thing. Not Back at the tender it? age of 14. Yes. Mm-hmm. Easily persuadable, but, very influential. But hearing the uh, the... Da- uh, David Arnold arrangement that is in the title sequence, which isn't the uh, which isn't the Bond song. Why Excuse is, me. That's David Arnold's work. That's not the song. It's the same. I said the David uh, Arnold arrangement that is in the film. Right. What's your understanding that of what a song is? is the mate? title song <laughs> sequence. I'm not talking. Why, why don't you let me finish? And why don't you listen? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you listen, champ? All right. Coffee's for closers. Songs can be constructed by more than one uh, sort of individual. Do you get individual. that? Do you get that? Yeah. You know what a band is? <laughs> <laughs> David Arnold's arrangement, his orchestral arrangement of You Know My Name, which is played over the title sequence, Jake. Are you keeping up? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm listening. Is my favourite version of, of the song. 
How many versions are there? There are three to my Oh, that's too many. There's the one that's on uh, Chris Cornell's um, Albin. 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 There is a version which was released as a single, and there is a version which is in the film which has never been released. Oh. And it's a pain in the ass that that What's the difference? Well, the the one that's on Chris Cornell's album and the one that is on the single, uh, neither of them have the um, the brass behind them. No brassy bassy. No brassy bassy. Mm. It's just guitar. More of a shy Cheryl. Um, so it's much more grunge. It's mm. much more a rock song. It's still got the DNA, but it it, it definitely doesn't have that uh, that class that brass provides mm. <laughs> um, but uh, look I love it and uh, Jake's wrong Jake's yeah I think he's wrong Jake's a dirty devil I think he's wrong really though think about it what do you want me to think about really think about it is it a Bond song yes it matches the film perfectly I mean look if David Arnold hadn't gone to the great extent of weaving it into the score I'd say uh, give me another option. Um, but the fact that it is the film, it is the sound of the film... It does film, get worked in very nicely. Beautifully, I yeah. What I appreciate about it the most. So, so when I listen to the theme song, I really identify the film, I guess. Because, so that, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the melody is very Bondian. Yeah. yeah the yeah. notes that I was definitely picking up on. It's, mm. Yes, yes. Mm. So, you, so you're a dirty devil? You are a dirty devil. No, no. Because cue the music, do a version of, of this. Cue the music is a Bond theme tribute band. Very, very good. Cool. Um... <clears throat> They do a version of this, and it's more in that kind of brassy, bassy world. Mm-hmm. It's sublime. It fits in perfectly. Musically, I think it fits in perfectly with some of the greats. Um, whereas there are other themes in the series that have had covers done, and they don't really work outside of the version that is in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's another thing for me where I go, it's a dynamic song. So you believe the sign of a good Bond song is that can be rearranged by a whole bunch of different people over time. Not not rearranged by people <laughs> by people over time. He's trying no. to dig you into no no. no I know what he's trying to do. I'll, I'll find him. I'll find him in the beaches. Um, no no no. I think the the fact that it can it's bloody be, political questions that it can't he comes stand over. on its own two feet. No no no. It can it definitely does. The Chris Cornell version stands way above. In fact, uh, I believe. One of the leading publications said that it was one of the biggest uh, Oscar snubs of the year, that it wasn't nominated for Best Original Song. Mm. So sit on that, Mr. Spear. <laughs> well, it wasn't nominated, was it? No, it wasn't, but that's because people don't know a brilliance. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, the, the Academy of but Motion it, Picture it, Science. This, this, this song can be kind of rearranged, and, you know, if sung by a woman, you know, has the brassy kind of... The, you know the six piece behind it but it did and it sounds like <laughs> oh, but it no. did it did in the film it does it has a full uh, orchestra behind it and it still sounds like a Bond theme you sing something like oh I don't know Tomorrow Never Dies or The Living Daylights I'm lost or All Time High or All Time High you play those out of on, out of context, they don't sound like a bomb thing. We're I an hour in! Shut up, Jake! We're in the song! I thought we were talking about the success 
a, a rearrangement or something. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, he's, he's, I think he's made his point. All right, okay. I have it. made my point. You just aren't, you know, he's being a dirty devil, playing up on the fact that you haven't followed me, so he's trying to make it look like I haven't made any sense. When in a, fact, when in fact I've made perfect sense, and he's sitting there going, fuck, I don't have an argument to that. Make him look like a dumb drunk. <laughs> You are a dirty devil. Because you tell me you'd prefer to listen to All Time High over this. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Mr. Steve? Well, hang on a second. Octopussy. Uh, All I wanted was a sweet... Well, I might not have said... According to your logic, though, I might not have heard the best version. Yeah, because it should be rearranged in multiple multiple different versions. (laughs) Okay, how about this? All I wanted was a sweet distraction. You've lost it, man. I'm engaging fully. <laughs> I hate the both of you. <laughs> no, you know my name is a fantastic uh, title sequence. If it's takes. rearranged by somebody Jason else. <laughs> if it's rearranged by somebody else. What do you think of the score? Yeah, brilliant. Oh, He's right. a master. Oh, it's not as he... good as a rearrangement of her. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen what Hans Zimmer would do. Yeah, yeah. Then we could really tell if it's a good yeah. score. Actually, he'd tell you who would have done a real good job of it. Who? Bill Conti. Jake, I will strangle <laughs> you with your tie. Uh, no, look, I did comment on the song that I think how it's integrated into the film as a I score. I commented on that. I also commented on that. No, Darby commented oh, Excuse that. me, I said it multiple times, that how I enjoyed no, I don't the think uh, song being incorporated into the score. No, I think... I think Mr. Arnold's work is uh, quite extraordinary. David, you were saying? Uh, I was talking about... No, I wasn't saying anything. You were talking about the uh, the score. Oh, yeah, I really quite like the score. Oh, wonderful. Moving on? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're really far behind time. It's it's David Arnold's best. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. For me. It's it's David Arnold's best. The Vespa theme is... And it's his last. It's heartbreaking. Second last. Second last. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when does he come back? What's he do? Quantum of Solace. Next oh, one. Oh, right. Backs it up with the next one. Gets backed oh, up. Sorry. Oh, Jake. He's mad at me now. I am he's, mad He's at a you. little bit dangerous. I am mad at this you. Is I'll, I'll strangle you. I'll strangle with you with your own tongue. Multiple threats of physical harm. In oh, Strangulation. In yeah, I haven't heard threats. I've heard promises. <laughs> um, our villain, what do you think? Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, man. From the minute you see him, it's like... Brilliant Bond villain, iconic Bond villain, like yeah, there he is with his rope knot. <laughs> what I love so much about the Shifra is he's so simple. Yeah. I think that's mm. his biggest strength as a character and as a villain. You know exactly what he's about, but you still learn new information about him scene to scene. But there's no big grant. It's all self-serving. He's yeah. just a selfish guy selfish trying to dig villain. himself out of a fucking hole. Want more a cog money. in a bigger kind of machine. Yeah, which is obviously the quantum spectre machine. <sighs> they're, trying, they're hoping Apparently, to be spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't worry, you'll get to it. But, um, I mean, yeah, this has got to be up there for me. I mean, I think he's my favourite villain. Wow. He's, he's my favourite villain. Yeah, he's, he's my favourite villain. He's, as good, he's, my, he's my OG. I mean... The, there were Bond films that I saw before him, but he was the first time where I was like, Bond villain, you know, and yeah. really revered a character as being a Bond villain. Mm. Um, yeah, doesn't get better than this. So menacing. The way they've given him that slight physical deformation as well, which is original to the film. It's not in the book, is it? Yeah, it's not in the book. In the yeah. book, he's fucking... He's, he's like an overweight, overweight balding, yeah. you know. Wow. He's still a Benzedrine addict, but... Mm. Um, 
That I love. I love that their way of doing the benzedrine addiction is to put it in a like an inhaler like that mm. to make it to a passing viewer. Oh, he's an asthmatic. Yeah. But no, he's a benzedrine addict. Wow. He's essentially a man. And they never say this in the film. No, it's brilliant. It's mm. brilliant stuff. It's it's those kind of subtle nods to the novel that I'm just like, oh. But <laughs> Bond himself is a benzedrine addict in the fucking novels. Wow. Really? Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. He crushes up pills and put them in his um, in his uh, champagne oh and his god. cocktails to my goodness. to make oh, him concentrate at cards. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Oh yes. I have a foolproof trick. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> Method Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Can you give me a train ticket? <laughs> and punch bowl. Yeah, it's me. I'm Bond from Punchy. <laughs> No, he he is probably my favourite villain. No, not probably, definitely. You know, Whoa. you know my favourite s- scene of his. Mm. Uh, no, it's not my favourite scene. You know, a scene of his that I love. Oh yes, um, is the first scene after the pre-title sequence. That after the title sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. Where we're in. Um, Do you believe in God, Mister Lashif? No, I believe in a reasonable right of return. Felt like we had stepped into the set of Jurassic Park every time we enter that scene, and yeah. I love it. The red dirt, the green foliage, mm. the costuming, the the tense, the rain. The aesthetic, the rain. Oh, yeah. I just I think Lashif matches that energy so well, and it puts him. It really contextualizes his character. It Ooh, really yeah. says this is a guy who gets out. He's the, he's the villain who gets his hands dirty. You know, mm. he's out in the field. He's getting the money from this guy to give to that guy. <clears throat> just to it just. It's a lesson in how much a setting can reveal about character. Mm. You know, not a choice or, Absolutely. A, or a decision, but a setting alone. Mm. The fact that he's there. It's well, great. It, which, following on from that, my favourite scene of Le Chiefs is when uh, there's the break in the poker game and he goes out onto the balcony in his hotel room oh. and he goes, what? What was so important? She, his girlfriend kisses him. She goes, I'm sorry. And then Stephen Urbano comes in and is kind Drag of strangling him and blah, 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 blah. And there's that moment where he goes, hold out your arm, my dear. Mm. And Urbano swings the machete down towards her arm. And Urbano's character just kind of says, huh, not a word of protest. You need to find a better boyfriend. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it's it? It's like <clears throat> that shows so much of Le Chiefs mm. character mm. and then when he has that breakdown and he's just like skitzing out at the end with Bond and he's torturing Bond that's gotta be one of the best fucking scenes in the Bond franchise yeah, is that rope knot scene incredible scene, scene. Mads Mikkelsen just next level yeah. the both of them are just like oh. that's top level acting yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that shouldn't be in a Bond film yeah. could yeah. you imagine Roger Moore or Brosnan or fucking any of them doing oh, that man. Like that, holy shit! Mm. There hasn't been anything that we've watched in the first twenty that's come close to the acting of that scene. Mm. Mm. I think *License to Kill* maybe, maybe some of the relation, the relationship in that. Yeah, yeah you're probably yeah. right. That's I think that's the closest to, we've. Yeah, got. he's the closest to the chief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good comparison actually. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I fucking love this film. And I don't his, know if I said that his plot, uh, you know. I've spoken a lot about the trouble I have with convoluted plots. Mm. Oh, yes, um, yes. What I love about the, his plot in this is, again, the simplicity of it and allowing the simplicity 
to reveal the complexity. You know, the, the, oh, he's absolutely. just he's just trying to tank the stock of an F of an F airliner so that he can get the rate of return. Like make get the rate of money. return. Make money, yeah, for terrorists. But, but to me, that that what I love when I say that this film is speaking to the law of all the Bond films. That's your convoluted mystery making. Yes. You know yes. that that yeah. aspect alone. But they make it so simple, so easy to follow, so in the world, it's so real. Yeah. Like, yeah, I absolutely adore it mm. we've we've got a couple of other little kind of they're not really henchmen but they're like <clears throat> secondary villains throughout this film yeah mm. um, I'm trying to remember the character's name well it's Mr. White there's Mr. White who we should talk about actually because he plays a big part do in you the think Craig he knew saga. absolutely not mm. he's a different character no Although I was watching this today. He's cool. And he's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I was like... You're a secret agent. They should have made him Blofeld. Oh. I was watching him today. And when he gets shot in the leg. And that whole thing of him being interrogated in Quantum of Solace and then escaping. I was like... That yeah. would have been fucking amazing if Inspector... He had been Blofeld. Mm. And I was like... I was there all along. I was there all along. That's how you get your cake and eat it too. Yep, you could have had it. Could and have. then have blow have Christoph Waltz's bloody you know Oberhauser mm. and it make it a double bluff. Yeah, like the uh, man Mandarin. Yeah, yes. In Iron I have Iron well, Man three. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I thought you were trying to say Mandalorian then, and no. I was going to say I haven't seen it. Mandarinlian, the Mandarinlian. Mm. Mandarinolian. No, the <laughs> <laughs> granola. <laughs> granola. Please have that. It's good for your bowel. Um, you were having some when we got. I was. I had some with Greek yogurt. It's delicious. Mm. A bit of fruit. Your day's made. Your day's started. Because it's breakfast. <laughs> it's breakfast time. Um, no, just for Christensen. I think is fantastic as Mr. White in this. Very understated. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very very understated. But present for the whole <clears throat> film. The whole film, and it's he amazing. has. Not the whole film. He's he comes and goes. He comes and goes, he's but he's present. <laughs> he's he starts. He's in the very first scene after the uh, after the time time sequence. Yeah. He is in probably one of the most badass scenes in the franchise. At the end. At the end. Oof. Yeah. That pratfall. Oh he gets man. Shot in the leg. God. That's some fine. And camera he's not work. a spring chicken either. No. Yeah. He really hits the deck. They would have had a crash mat underneath the dirt. You reckon? Because they pan down and the there's something that pan. There's something. That's not a pan. It's a tilt. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but there's something there. That, there might be a sneaky cut. That's might, a hell of a fall. Yeah, yeah. It might be a sneaky cut. I saw it and I went, "That is excellent." Whatever yeah. the camera just did is excellent. But yeah. there was some kind of trickery. What, there what was magic something. is it playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something. Mm. Mm. I wonder. Mm. Um, no, Mr. White is fantastic. We'll talk about him in another two films. Uh, the people we won't talk about uh, in the next couple of films, though, is um, Isaac de Bancol, who plays Stephen Urbano, the African warlord. He's pretty yeah. good. He was menacing. Mm, very menacing. Terrifying, actually. Oh, that fight scary. in the stairwell, my oh, God. Oh, my God. The way mm, he's dispatched is, is oh. haunting. I love the way that that haunts Bond, too. That after that, he has to have the scotch... And he's oh, yeah. staring himself in the mirror, just being like... That was close. Number three. Mm. Yeah. Well, essentially, number four, because he killed Malacca. Yes, he did. At um, 
after the parkour chase. But mm. from for, for our knowledge, that's the fourth person he's killed. Yep. And that's got to have a fucking toll on, on someone's psyche. That's what I love about this Fourth film too much is that it's like so much. Sorry, is that um, maybe too much? Too much. Yeah, probably too much. Actually, <laughs> definitely too much. <laughs> <laughs> is is just how real it is in terms of the personal stakes. Mm. It might not be real in terms of the <clears throat> geopolitical context or the you know espionage world, but personally, if this was reality, how would people react and respond within this reality? I think they nail that. I mean, the desperation just in Obano to get his money back from the chief, the chief begging for his life, saying, "I'll get your money, I'll get all of it." Mm. Him begging for his life when Mister White Multiple comes times. in at the mm. end, and he's mm. like, "Tell them I'll get the money." There's a desperation there, and I, uh, I think that's something that I that appeals to me strongly with this film is that there isn't a bad performance in it and no you're right there's yeah everyone's pretty switched on aren't they yeah Mm. yeah which we have not really had so much Goldeneye would be the exception Mr. Campbell yeah fucking Mr. Campbell Mm. Living Daylights was up there too actually although I would say Mariam Darbo is a little less dynamic than, than some of the other Bond women we've seen uh, other villains in this film is uh, oh fuck I can't remember the guy's name oh, what's the guy's name the bald guy no no the guy Simon Abkarian I can't remember the guy's the one he he has the the knife at the body oh, museum yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Um, Diaz Diam, 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 Solange's fucking boyfriend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a good little character he's a great little yeah. character yeah, yeah. Good little um, kind of showdown Step with Bond the at the poker table. The poker table. Right. How Bond gets his DB DB five. Yeah, which I quite liked. Uh, and a good little show off between him and Bond at the body museum. So this is the same DB five that then appears in Skyfall because it's his now. So it's the same car. Yeah. See, this is my problem. With or does Skyfall. he put that car into Q branch? And... Yeah, but why does that DB five have machine guns? Mm. It shouldn't. It's a nod to Goldfinger, and I hate that moment in Skyfall. I hate it. But it's coming back in a yeah, time to die. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, but that makes a little more sense because we've got two films before it. But in Skyfall, it's in no way explained. In Spectre, it's being rebuilt by, by Q Branch. Mm. In Skyfall, that comes out of fucking nowhere. Right. Well, that's a scene that didn't make the cuts. No, oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. Um, our, our other villain, I don't know the guy's name and I don't know the character name, is our terrorist at Miami Airport. your favourite film? Yeah, but I don't know that character's name because it's never established. Because <laughs> it's not Daniel Craig. Craig. Oh, wow, 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 Jake Spear. <laughs> you mean the Terminator? The Terminator. Yeah, boy. he's fantastic. Yeah. He's he's what a henchman. He's yeah. our... He's our uh, our henchman best henchman yeah. in this film, I think. Yeah, I would say so too. Mm. Wow. He's better than Baldy. Baldy's got some great screen presence. Yeah, uh, he's a little bit more periphery. Doesn't though. do much. Also, doesn't get named. No, no. He's sort of a voiceless, nameless. That's kind henchman. of the approach to henchman in this era, isn't it? Yes, which mm. I kind of prefer. Mm. Can't make a toy out of him. No, nope. you could. You could. I'd buy it. He's got that identifiable scar down his face. Really. Yeah. I didn't notice. <laughs> but 
I prefer this kind of henchman to Jaws. Countless Red Grant ripoffs. Yes. Oh, uh, right. Or, oh, all your Scandinavian. Yeah. Well, we've got yeah. one in bloody Night of the Roxbury. Yeah, excuse the me. The Toes uh, That Bone. The, the Toes That Bone. <laughs> Which I will be writing the next episode. You're right, the next episode. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. <laughs> How long are they roughly, Jake? How much is he going to write? A page? Yeah, oh, look, yeah. I'll make it 40 minutes long. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'll wrap it up in it's a It's a full A4 keep page. Keep I'll wrap it up in a formula. Chapter. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wrap the whole story Tie up. it up. Our locations. Favourite location in the film? <clears throat> There's um, a lot. It's a great travelogue bond. It is a good travelogue bond. And handy to have the little titles down the bottom mm. so we know exactly where we are. Absolutely. Mm. Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. Mbale. MJ Bale, as you said. <laughs> MJ Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> I think Madagascar is my favourite. Oh really? Yeah, I think it is. I think yeah. it's it's so it's got such a nice life to it. What I love about Casino Royale, I love many things. <laughs> one of the things I love about Casino Royale is the use of color in this film. I think yeah. this is one of the more colorful James Bond adventures. And yeah, the color in Madagascar is just stunning. That yeah, sun-drenched, yeah. yellowy kind of. You get into the construction site, and there's the that strong oranges, theme. the red, yeah. the yellow, mm. all the primary kind of colors. Yeah, this is. That's where the, the film is most alive in terms of colour. So that's what stands out to me. Yeah, but there yeah. are so many other beautiful ones. I mean, the, the location at the end where, where Mr. White gets bloody nailed oh, is yeah. incredible oh, on Lake beautiful. Como. Oh, yeah. Lake Como. Oh, my oh. God. The Venetian house as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's so much in this film. I would say my favourite is probably Casino Royale. Yeah. Casino Royale? Yeah. 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 Gorgeous. I mean, I know it's a couple of different places. Like, they've got the Hotel Splendide and the Casino Royale. But all the stuff that's... I know it's not shot in Montenegro, but the stuff that is set in Montenegro, for me, that's just like, oh, man. But that that house on Lake Como. Mm. And we go to Venice. Oh, boy. Venice, for me, is my favourite. I think that first shot of them on that boat Oof. going straight down the Grand Canal, yeah. it's like... That's just. It's got that romance, this film, doesn't it? It's got yeah. that Bondian romance that we t- we've sparked towards prior you know in the living daylights the kind of slowness the majesty the sweeping yeah. romance yeah, the, the time the time yeah. spent yeah, yeah mm. for sure mm. 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 Um, mm. vehicle gadgets there are none there's a little bit Defib- gadgeting. The there's de- a defib- yeah but they're not really gadgets they're He's, kind of I think they're gadgets world. for the Craig era yeah they're the Craig era gadgets yeah I guess the, the, the way but the glove box comes out would you out, say that the nail gun is a gadget then that, that's my kind of thing is that I don't think there are any gadgets well no but hang on Q branch gadgets but what about the way in which the, the dashboard flips down and the tray comes out and there's a whole bunch of stuff laid out on it that's yeah. pretty gadget I mean that's that's gadgety yeah. it's gadgety yeah. there's no kind of standout yeah, I guess the defibrillator is the gadget if yeah, it yeah. saves his life it does, absolutely. Yeah. And it's only and there for that. If only if it was in the shape of a cigarette box or oh, something. Well, then maybe yeah, yeah, a chewing gum. Or a chewing gum yeah. tube of toothpaste. Tube of toothpaste. Yes, a tube of toothpaste would be little great. Or a camera. What yeah. about the little the gun that goes into his arm? Or the plants the chip. Suppose, That's a gadget. Yes, which they bring back in Spectre, do they? Yeah. Huh. He gets chipped again. Oh, yeah. Well, Spectre. it got ripped out, so... Yeah, but that long after. Took two films to sort that out. <laughs> Ten years or We really need to get around to chipping 007 again. <laughs> Can't keep the other, track of him. The other gadget that springs to mind is the um, the key ring bomb. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, the key ring bomb. That's a mm. villain's gadget. Villain's gadget. And the other one that jumps to mind is the listening device that he pops in the inhaler. Yes. Which he's able to have Which the... Which blows his... Why gadgets? Well, You've right. got no idea. All right, all right. <laughs> is this your right. favourite film? Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I rate the gadgets high. I think this is a beautiful way to use gadgets in a bomb yeah, film. Um, I think the Craig era really nails the gadgets. They go yeah. on to well, it ties into this authenticity of like, yeah. all right, well, how we how do we actually do this? You're yeah, not going to be yeah. walking around with you know yeah, weird things that look like toothpaste or something. It's, mm. This is this is real spy shit. Yeah. Mm. Is there any others? I don't think so. I'm racking my brain. I don't think so. Apart from the Sony Veo laptops, yeah, and the, laptop. uh, the Sony Ericsson K800IE or whatever, which I have up yeah. there. If you'd like to have a look oh, at, oh, I'm holding it. That's a there it is. Oh, that's gadget feel right there. there. James, James Bond, Bond, circa 2006. Yeah. That was my. Uh, that was my uh, phone. Can you believe James Bond had one of these? That's a Bond phone. My yeah. God! Look Back at that in thing. the day when I got that phone. You should, oh boy. you should post a photo of this on uh, the old yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I'll put that yeah. on the story yeah, so you can yeah. see my version of James Bond's phone. Yeah. Goodness. Um, we get to the, the most special part of this podcast, the Bond women. <laughs> Let's talk about them. Carolina Marino as Solange. Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts? Thoughts and opinions? Uh, Solange, uh, uh, how do I say this? How do you say this? How do she I say this? Stunning. Look, she was very important to a certain fifteen-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know that boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's sitting right. in this room right now. <laughs> uh, she's she's a jaw dropper. What I will say, and I remarked upon it in the film, is one of the big uh, pieces of evidence for dating is the way in which she is. Costumed. costumed it's mm. really bad yeah there's a lot of sequence and there's jangly a, bits yeah, yeah, yeah. She's it like feels a, like a costume it's just like a Pocahontas like type yeah, you know, it's like a community the theatre yeah. version of Jasmine from Aladdin yeah but her satin dress gorgeous oh oh God. yeah um, I like the way in which she's uh, I think she's she's really strong in the film I think the scene that she has, the love scene that she has with Bond, is dead sexy. Oh my god! Um, yes. You remarked that you know how could we be sitting in Die Another Day and watching Pierce Brosnan kissing Halle Berry and being so repulsed, and then see this, which is somehow more overtly more, sexual, kind of more explicit, yes. more explicit, yeah. but better, yeah, more tasteful, more because exciting. It, it's 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 feeding the scene. It's yeah. feeding yes. the, the plot and the narrative. Yeah. Thing. And it doesn't feel lascivious. It yeah. feels like two people genuinely wanting to be in the company of each other. To yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> um, whereas the Die Another Day thing just feels like... Here's let's a get Halle Berry to loveless, kiss Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let's get two hot people to just have hotness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's gross. Yeah. Thanks. Why does she have a fig? And then, her, and then, <laughs> then her death is so amazing. Oh, it's really brutal, isn't oh, it? They don't wow. shy away from it. Mm. Very tragic too. She's a great little Bond Bond woman. I think. Yeah. Really strong actress. Yeah. I, you know, she held her own there with Craig. I think. Yeah. That that love scene in particular but even the oh that time when we first sort of see her around the poker table and then when when Craig takes her for a hot lap around the yeah, car park yeah. and, oh, yes. like there's beautiful there's beautiful dynamics in yeah. that performance a line of hers that stood out to me that made her death more tragic is um, when she's like oh, why can't you be a nice guy oh. I had so many chances to be happy yeah why can't nice guys be more like you because then they'd be bad. Mm. And it's like, 
God. You're the reason she's You're dead. You're the reason she's dead. Yeah. 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 And the way that Craig's Bond is kind of just very dispassionate about her death. Do you think so? I, I was reading know. a bit in, into his yeah, before. I, I think, think there's a, a little. I think on. there's a little bit of like. Oh, fuck. I think he's learning. I think he's yeah. learning. Like, yeah. That's but the feeling like, I got. Mm. Judy Dench's M goes. Did she know anything about you? Anything that compromised you? Your name? Anything like that? And he's just like, no, no, nothing. Mm. Mm. It's like, yes, she did. She knew your name. Mm. But his his thing of going, no, no, nothing. Maybe deep down that's eating at him, which you can kind of read into mm. with him. But it's just it just great, speaks to Greg's performance, oh, doesn't it? Just hell, the yes. fact that we can look at one moment. Of his That's and, the yeah, thing yeah, with yeah. him is yeah. that you can bloody write bloody essays about him. Mm. Got, he's just got that face, it's that bloody face, that thinking animal mentality that's going on. It's like, yeah, how much of it is his work and how much of it is our projection? Yeah. The lines are blurred, but yeah. he's he's doing he's ticking stuff. all the boxes. Like that scene when he first comes across Katarina uh, Solange mm. is, uh, you know, you remarked upon it where he's like, that's the power of staring. Yeah. Mm. He does not blink. He doesn't blink. He just locks onto her. Like, uh, it's makes animalistic. You, makes you so uncomfortable. Like, yeah. like oh, oh my God, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, Mr. Bond. Oh, Mr. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> you totally it's, see it's, why. It's a thing that I mentioned, I think, maybe in the Thunderball episode, mm. where where Connery and, and Craig have this kind of animalistic macho masculine energy to them where you're just gonna go yeah I get it Mm. I get it you might not be the nicest of men but Mm. you are a man Mm. you are undoubtedly a man and he eats quiche he does he (laughs) eats quiche Um, our other Bond women uh, I can't remember the character's name Ivana Milicevic the um, sheep's girl. The sheep's girl. Oh, she yeah. doesn't really do much. She just poisons Bond and then gets, I assume, shot in the head by Mister White. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine her living much longer. She makes me a little angry. She's got one of those faces you don't really want to want to trust. Trust. Yeah, <laughs> the way right. she pouts. Oh, a bit too performy. Bit too performy. Oh, yeah. She's interesting though. It's interesting. Mm. She's the classic mould, isn't she? Of uh, of Bond. Of villains, villains foil. Well, you know. of in any other Bond mm. film, she's probably your lead Bond girl, isn't mm. she? Yeah. Mm. In a Brosnan era film, she's probably your she's lead. She's wearing as much as one, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. Very true. Um, but we get to the, in my opinion, the pinnacle of Bond women. Yeah, she's not that good though. Vespa Lind. <laughs> Go on, mate. Do your big red. No, no, no. I, I want to know what you boys think. No, I don't we, think the listeners, listeners want to hear. The listeners want to know they what don't you know think. What I think. Oh, they look, are. she's perfect. She's perfect. I don't, <laughs> uh, she, she is the only woman, I think. Uh, I think she's the only character to that I genuinely Careful, believe has, has, has reached James Bond's heart and that Bond yeah. has fallen in love with. I get the Tracy thing. I get, you know, a couple of the others. But you actually but see it here. Vespa, I, I, mm. I fall in love with her. Mm. And when... She's mine. Well, <laughs> it was that thing that when I was 14, I, like Bond, I fell in love with her. Mm. And not having read the novels, I was like, well, he obviously won't stay with her. 
so she'll get killed by someone. But when it turns out to be that she's essentially betrayed Bond and lied to him this whole time and has been the bad guy, essentially. She's been a henchman the whole time. That that still cuts me very deeply mm-hmm. watching it as an adult. Mm. I still just, oh God, I can't even talk about it now. I'm getting choked <laughs> up like an idiot. Uh, no, I, I find Vesper, I find the romance believable because I fall in love with her. As soon as I meet her on the train, I'm just like, oh, and then I have that instant reaction of she's going to break your heart. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then by the end of it, when temperate, she, temperate. when she, when she locks the gate oh. and mm. takes the breath in of the water. Ugh. Ugh. What a what a performance from Watch, yeah, Evergreen. Watching her die. Mm. God, they don't That's, shy away from it. No. You that, see it happen. It's brutal. Mm. It's brutal. And and the thing that kills me I don't get choked up talking about it. The thing that kills me about her death is is seeing the the instant um regret in her eyes. As mm. soon as that water enters her lungs and she goes, Oh no, oh, not this, this and she reaches out for him. And she tries to take extra breaths. She's trying to breathe. That... So was Vespers... just kills me. Vespers betraying him, but M's suggestion is she'll be coming back to him anyway. Right? So, yeah. So the thing is, is that she had a French Algerian boyfriend. She just wanted to save his life. But it doesn't mean she's leaving Bond. Well, so... Well, I think Vesper kind of came to the realisation... because. M says it. She goes. She must have known she was going to her death. Mm. Um, is that she had a French Algerian boyfriend who we later learned to be a um, Quantum or Spectre agent. Um, but she's fallen in love with him, and Quantum slash Spectre have pretended to abduct him and said, "If you don't do this for us, we're going to kill your boyfriend." And so she's in love with this guy who's given her the Algerian love knot. And she obeys the quantum slash spectre organization's uh, orders to be like, okay, you're going to f- get the money from this thing. If it, you're going to try and sabotage Bond so that he doesn't win the poker game, because she's the one that gives Le Chief's tell, mm. not Mathis. Yeah. But she makes it look like it's Mathis who's done that. Um, and then when that all falls to shit and Bond wins the pot, she, they're like, okay. You're gonna get the money off him, blah 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 blah. We're gonna blah blah blah, blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. But she, she definitely falls in love. Oh, for sure, with Bond, undoubtedly. And yeah, I mean that's evident in the fact that she takes that necklace off. Um, and ah uh, man, yeah, I Vesperlind is is all time for me. Yeah. I I. Actually, can't talk about it without choking up. So I need one of you boys to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's pretty darn incredible. I think she may not be the prettiest in my book. Okay, mm. fair enough. Different courses for different horses. Yeah, but she's definitely I mean, for me the prettiest. Oh, she's up there right. for me. <laughs> she's stunning. 
Oh yeah, I mean she's well, no, she's, she's not bad. No, well, yeah, yeah. She's not bad, but uh, well, you did say you did say did that say. she had a head like a horse. Yeah, what? Yeah. No, I think God, horses, horse heads. I think that's what that's I heard. What you said? Yeah, yeah. Oh, putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Main course is horse heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah putting mouths in my words. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. But I think she's by far the most detailed and complex character, like Bond woman, I think we've ever had. And far more so than than Tracy, really penetrates the heart of Bond. And yeah. to see that character, to finally get to see our James go through all of that, I think as a character, it's just for an audience, is an incredible gift to be able to go through and actually see this character experience all of this. Mm. And we, like you say, Brandon, I I felt the same. You do. You fall in love with her. Through yeah. Bond, you're falling in love with her and you totally see this happening. I mean, there, there was something I noticed today, it's the first time I've noticed it in the viewing, is that she is the one that presses the defibrillator mm. uh, when Bond is poisoned. And I leant over to you going, oh, Dubs, um, in that there's a really heartbreaking bookend to that moment mm. when Bond pulls her out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate! Come on, on. <laughs> and tries to start her her heart. Yeah, yeah oh, I can't do this. I'm gonna bloody it gets in later. Every time I talk about Vesper, but it's been like it's, it's been like this for 14 years. Yeah, I don't it's get over new, it. I don't yeah. get over it. It really it's a scar. has. It's a scar. It's, well, yeah, in mm. the same way that ah, oh, yeah, when he tries to when he's doing the resuscitation on her. Mm. And it's that anger of betrayal, but also the anger that he can't save the woman that he loves. And it's, it's a, just it's like, a double callback oh. too, isn't it? I love the, the storytelling technique in this film. I mean, the fact that you do have those two moments, the mirror images, but then they're compounded because yeah. the first death in the film is by drowning. Yes, yeah, with Katarina Marina's character. Yeah, yeah, with him drowning the guy, the guy in the, in the sink. In the guy in the sink. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Sorry, he's, he's I was thinking of Solange. And then yeah. it ends there. Starts and ends with a drowning. I Absolutely think it's, does. Yeah, you're fucking right. Both kind of Bond's fault, depending on how you look, look at, at it. it. Um, it's a lot oh, to take fuck. on. It's a nice yes. way to book. I've never of, thought of that. Yeah, it's a really mature storytelling. This film. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Mm. It's fucking. Geez, they've come a long way. They have, yeah. <clears throat> they really fucking have. But they can still stuff it up. And they, they can, do. And they do. Oh, <laughs> boy, do they stuff it. Jesus Christ. Foot, meat, mouth. Now, am I, I, I MI6 regulars? And our allies. Very important yes, for this well, film. Well, yes, our allies is important. But our MI6 regulars. Yep, there's only one. Miss M. M. And it's a different M. But there is, the there, is yes. there is a money penny. There is a money penny. Yes, Villiers is his name. Mm-hmm. Villiers money penny. Villiers played by Tobias Menzies. He's Fantastic. incredible. He's a he's one of my favourite money pennies. He's my second favourite. I, I love him in Game of Thrones and I love him in Outlander. Is he? Mm, he's are you serious? Oh yes, he's a fantastic actor. Is and he? In I Game love him in the Crown as well. What? Who is in the Crown? I've Prince seen Philip. that. No, he's not. Mm. That's 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 Matt Smith. Matt, Matt Smith, the no, doctor. In the next season. In the next season. In the older season. Really? Coleman season. Oh, I haven't seen the Coleman season because mm. I'm Matt Smith boy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you are. Excuse me. <laughs> Smith for Bond. It's the best era of Doctor Who. It is. <laughs> Hands down. It's Hands Trey Who. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's fantastic. Podcast idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
because you haven't seen them. No, I haven't seen uh, any of them. Oh god! Don't start. That. I wouldn't do that to myself again. No, no, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> No, he is fantastic. I think he's money penny. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. He's money penny. He should have fucking stayed he as. He should money have stayed penny. as money penny. Could you imagine? I, look, I know that people are going to get angry at me for saying this, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him as money penny. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing what a what a male money penny is. Well, we saw it. You don't have to have the whole, um, you know, flirty blah 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 relationship. No, show just me secretary. Yeah, show me a different relationship. He doesn't have to be. You know, gay or whatever, blah blah blah. He can be if you, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, Q is gay in the new one. Yeah, there's suggestion. Well, he yeah. is. Ben Whishaw is a gay man. Yeah. I mean, the characters are different, blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, no, there was something about watching Villiers in this where I was like, ah, fuck, that could have been interesting. Mm, well, it really is interesting. That one overhead shot where he's in his little annex next to M's office. Yeah. And he's answering Bond's call. That tells me so much about his money penny. Yeah. Oh, she's mm. a little busy at the moment. Can I put you on hold? I thought you might. Exactly. <laughs> that's him. That's him as the reception. And that's, that's the, the money penny he's, Bond he's relationship. Loyal, he's, loyal yeah. he's loyal to M. He's loyal to M. He serves M. And yeah. Bond's a little bit, you know, All if, right. if you fit in amongst this. Here's one for you. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go on. If M can be a woman yeah and money penny can be a man why can't bond be a woman <laughs> well no bond is very particular <laughs> i mean it's james bond money penny's a code name right m is a code name james bond isn't a code name. money penny well it depends who you ask no 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 i don't care who you ask james bond isn't a bloody code name ian fleming wrote james bond <laughs> No, I know what you're trying to do here. You're getting trying to get me on these political. No, <laughs> he, he does it. He does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He dirty wants devil. to run for no, parliament. I don't know what he's trying. He's a parliament dirty devil's advocate. We're all yeah. very happy to have a uh, you know gender swap of of M and gender swap of Money Penny. But all right, Jake, I flip the question to you. Would you like to see a female James Bond? Um, I don't know. My gut says no. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, you're no, a my, my gut says no as well because I don't think the character type... You're what's wrong with the world. <laughs> I don't think the character type of Bond fits very well in the female. Ooh. It feels like... It, it, it kind of feels like the darkest parts of the male psyche. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Whereas Moneypenny, M, Q, their positions... Mm. Almost, do you know what I mean? So whereas, a female whereas Q James would be fine. Bond is is a person. Well, a female Q would be fine because a Q was never written. No, no, exactly right. But Q is also just the title of quartermaster. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, assistant to M doesn't necessarily have to be called Money Penny Villiers, if you want to call him Villiers, as he is in Casino Royale. Fits that same mould as M Secretary. I kind of wish they'd kept going down that role. Different names. Because it is a bit odd that a field agent would then take the role of secretary. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit like Yeah. Oh, she's a powerful woman who is now working a desk job. For a man. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. a man. It's like, hang on. I don't think you get feminism. <laughs> I don't think you get it, Chi like M M would need a PA. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. secretary watching but his calendar would, and but why would that same field agent. why would that same put that that same person can't be a field agent. No. A field agent has He's so much responsibility. Yes. Yeah, it's a different skill set. Like Does a field agent get trained in Word and Excel? <laughs> 
I don't think so. James Bond wouldn't know how to use it. Absolutely not. I don't know how to use it. They're very complicated. Have you ever tried to get into Excel? Well, I mean, no, oh, I can't do That's a minefield, son. <laughs> that's where the war will be fought next. <laughs> on the spreadsheets of Excel. We will fight them on the on spreadsheets. The <laughs> we will fight them in the PDFs. <laughs> where we're fighting COVID (laughs) (laughs) Um, our allies Felix Leiter we've got the big one which is Felix Leiter he's my favourite Felix he's the best Felix Felix. God I love his delivery the way he bloody talks is amazing oh so cool come on Jeffrey Wright he's the coolest fucking dude you stop it stop it brother from Langley what do you think Mr Spear Oh, Felix Leiter? Yeah. He's the best. Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! yeah, yeah. Brother from Langley. Oh, so cool, man. Just when he goes... Seems like someone knows something I don't. Yeah. Oh, and he grabs <laughs> lips his thing. Oh. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm bleeding chips out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so serious. Oh. Only an actor like him could make that work. Yeah, oh, you know? mate. Yeah. I love that we wait so long for that to be revealed. To yes. Too. Yeah. Like that he's at the table the whole time. The and whole he's, time. He's, wa- <laughs> he's watching everything. Yeah. Like I was paying very close attention he's to always him. He's always on. And I was yeah. just like... Fuck, he's good. He's in the world of Felix Leiter. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Him and Hedison are my two yeah. Felixes. Yeah. I don't think any other Felixes come anywhere near the two of them. And then our other guys, a big one. Yeah, uh, Giancarlo Giannini. Mathis. It's Mathis. Yeah. Mm. I love Mathis. I think he's incredible. He's that classic mould of Bond ally. Yep. Yeah. Well, in the novels, he's the first ally. Mm. He's the longest serving of the allies. Yeah. In the, uh, he's like the French... Head of section. He's in a few novels, is he? Oh, he's in a quite a few. Yeah. Wow. Good friends with Bond. Very good friends. Are they yeah. similar ages in the novels? Uh, I think Mathis is a little bit older. Yeah. Okay. Which is what they've done here, um, but he is French. Mm. Um, I think Giancarlo Giannini might be Italian. He is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's in the name. But yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely sounds it. <laughs> but uh, in the novels, he's French. Mm. Um, yeah, Mathis, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, yep. He's such a charming actor. Yeah, I can trust Charisma. you. Gee whiz. I love him in Quantum of Solace as well. He's mm. one of the highlights for me, Quantum of Solace. He comes back. Oh, he does. In, and in Skyfall. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I think they're, they're the only allies we have. Oh. The only other ally I can think of is Carter, probably the most inept agent. Oh, yeah, he's a sh- Oh, God. Shocking. Stop touching your only... ear. What? What? <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm a spy and I can't hear you. Is he a double O? No, no, he's an agent. He's not he's a double O. He's just Bond's helper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, he's just a guy in Madagascar. He was inept. Oh, he's he so was bad. like Brosnan level in it. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? Sorry, put your bloody hand out. Sorry, um, cobra. Yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Getting attacked by the cobra. Bond, Bond, help! Sing Major James Bond up. Help! I'm being eaten by a mongoose and attacked by a cobra. <laughs> Nasty way to go. That got graphic. Yeah, it did. You're lucky you're not in the room, listeners. <laughs> it looks a lot of, worse than it's a lot of tongue action. There's a lot of tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, he's probably the probably one of the worst agents. No, shocking! I don't know how uh, he got a job. <laughs> no. Uh. No. Well, that, I'm, I'm sure MI6 don't operate very often in Madagascar, so he's just like, what? What? I'm oh, being called up. Calling me? What? <laughs> yeah, You never come down here. Oh, did Probably we touch stations on Probably in a like, hot box somewhere. Yeah. Did we touch on Sebastian Foucault as Malacca? No. No. No, we didn't. No. He's Fucking a, insane. He's a villain. Oh, man. Insane. Mm. I mean, that, he uh, defines that portion of the film it's, oh, it's, it's, it's hanging show, he's like, carrying it on his shoulders I mean it's amazing I mean, Craig is incredible in do it, it for real chase, yeah, but, but that, he's doing all of that himself that's I want more of that I want more of that in these James Bond isn't that crazy that that was a trend that has just kind of gone away parkour it's still yeah, happening we, yeah, yeah but we don't it's not really used as much in well I think it just captured anymore. our imagination so quickly but there's only so much you can do with it yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the office fucking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, ruined it. Pack up, pack up, pack up, pack up, pack up, pack up. I mean, they ruined it for everyone. Love it. But, yeah. I'm sure there's a faithful. There's a faithful, hardcore like, demographic hardcore. for sure. Oh, it's but, still yeah. on fucking YouTube. I mean, I still see clips that make me vomit of people climbing like the tallest buildings in the world yeah. and like jumping over balconies and. Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise, first man in space, apparently. Mm. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Roger did it first. Yeah, Moonraker. That's Moonraker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, here comes the Mission Impossible Full Moonraker. Yeah, you ready? Epic, yeah. yeah, you laughed at us, huh? I'll still laugh. Yeah, yuck it up. I bet you they do well. I bet you it's shit. I bet you it's shit. I bet you it's like, impossible. oh, wow, that's really space. But then you also go, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Um, our direction and cinematography. We hand this over to you, Double O Derby Deck. Oh, you are the reins. Look, John Glenn, you, you asked me who my favourite James Bond director is. It's not Terence Young. It's Martin Campbell. It is. It's Martin, it's Martin Campbell. It's Martin Bloody Campbell. Yeah. Goes Martin Campbell, Terence Young, John Glenn. Martin Campbell. Yep, he's two from two. What a bloody guy. I mean, look... I like to give you something to think about, something to chew on. Yes, I think what what got me all riled up <laughs> in this film, which is also present in Bond. I mean, it's it's not uh, also present in Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. It's a technique which you'll see across all of cinema, but I love it when it's used in action movies, and I love it when it's used in Bond because I think it suits the style so well, yep. and it's just the attention to what's entering and exiting the frame. Well, they call it, I think, rhythmic motion in editing or temporal motion. Um, okay. it's, a, it's an age-old technique where you use motion to bleed into the tempo of your film, and Martin Campbell does it like no one else. Every frame is packed full of motion, and motion that doesn't confuse or disorient, but keeps you glued to the forward momentum of the story. I don't know how better to describe it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, but, I mean, the thing that I kept remarking on in this as well is I look at the way that he shoots and edits his films and you said in the um in the uh in the airport the tarmac sequence oh yes you said this is so incredibly well edited when the jumbo jet flies in over, uh, overhead and and blows the car oh, away yes, and stuff yes. and I was like yes that is incredible editing but that is planned to the frame oh absolutely you know like absolutely. Uh, he, yeah. this man storyboards Everything. Yeah. He is just classic mold action director, knows exactly what he needs. And the way that he works with Vic Armstrong and that mm. second unit, yeah. that is, they just work perfectly mm. oh. together. You see it in Goldeneye, 
and then you see it in this. I was There's no better team between director and and stunt second unit team. You just kind of go, perfect. It all comes together. There's this this big thing today about... uh, that you'll see in a lot of modern cinema, Mm. this extended sequence, this one kind of shot thing. The the camera's kind of positioned... One take. One take, no cuts. Try and do it and and show the action and have the audience be a, a... someone sitting in amongst the action scenes more yeah. like a theme park where you look around and everything's whizzing and flying around You've done it in a Bond film you watch this yeah they have mm-hmm. you watch this one that's why I hate the start of Spectre yeah, so much it's, it's not that because great. this you watch Casino Royale this shows you why you cut this yes. is why you cut yeah, yeah. you're the, making a movie you're making a movie the cut is what creates energy yeah you know yeah. and just seeing it in the hands of Martin Campbell is <sighs> yeah I'm with you I'm with you yeah, though, I, I remarked when we were when we were uh, watching it that mm. the parkour chase mm. and the airport chase in any other film that's your climax. Yeah, mm. that's your finale. Mm. We're just getting started. Like, that's the end of the first act. Yeah, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like oh. the dude, the dude's a genius. I just but he and, and I the wish fact he was he more can... central to the tenure of Craig. That he was, yes. if he didn't direct yes. it, it's fair enough. You don't want to come back and direct it. Help oversee it, man. We need you. Yeah. We need you. We need someone like this. He's yeah. the figurehead that we needed for Craig. Because he's not just great at that action stuff. He's also great at those really sensitive, intimate moments. He's and g- the man he directs could do anything. a fucking poker scene. The man <sighs> could do anything. The man oh could my do anything. God. I mean, you watch this. You watch... Oh. Zorro, for goodness sake. Yes, Zorro. Like, they are fantastic films. Oh my yes. God. The guy is Maybe one of... Maybe we should watch those for the podcast. Uh, yeah. What, this guy is one of the unsung heroes of modern cinema. I really believe it to be true. Yeah. Regardless of his blemishes. Like, Greenland and anyone would have stuffed that up, yeah. you know? But this, anyone would have taken that money too. Exactly. I would yeah. say, actually, the... Um, it's not called The Irishman. Uh, what's it called? Edge of Darkness. Uh, Edge of Darkness is good, but mm. the one that he did with, uh, quite oh, the recently foreigner. with the Foreigner, yeah, yeah. that's good. It, it's it's definitely suffers from its lack of budget yeah. in sequences, mm. but there are moments in that film where I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, that's Martin Campbell, mm. and only Martin Campbell makes films that feel that kind of grown up. Yeah, he just lets things enter the frame. He let, I mean, oh, there was a shot where someone walked up to the poker table. And it was kind of it was ready for them to rest in the bottom right hand quadrant, and he just lets them wander through out of focus and stop. And he goes, "I'll just let that be." Mm. And it's in the film, and it's like that's filmmaking. Oh, yeah. I just love it. It's I perfection just love it. gets me going. <laughs> gets the people going. <laughs> um, uh, Jake, what do you think of cinematography? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the use of color. The use of color. No. Uh, it's one of my favorite. Int- I actually think that it is probably my favorite uh, in terms of cinematography. Color palette is I, insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah. that the Roger Deakin stuff in in Skyfall is probably objectively oh, it's great. the best cinematography that's been in the Bond films. Yeah, like. It's Roger Deakins. Mm. There is something about Phil Mayhew's work in this, and Phil Mayhew's work actually in Goldeneye, where I just kind of go, oh, that feels like Bond. Mm-hmm. Jesus, that feels like a warm blanket in the snow. Yep. It's just like, oh, you get it. 
the, 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 the way the casinos are shot, the way that all the locations are shot. Mm. We talked about it in For Your Eyes Only, where we were a bit like, ah, uh, yeah, I know that it's a beautiful location, but I don't, I don't feel the warmth of Greece. I don't feel the the pleasure and the leisure of it. Yeah, right? yeah. Whereas I'm on that beach in fucking Baha- the Bahamas in Nassau Bahama. and I'm like Bahama <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm just like oh take me there yeah. this is the I can most feel the saturated I can the fe- yes yeah, yeah. Mm. but even in that 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 hot kind of summery night mm. where Solange mm. and Bond are, you know that's a great writhing example. together yeah, yeah. the way that that is shot I'm mm. like I know exactly the temperature in that room and not yeah, just because yeah. of the bodies baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I mean this is when colour science was still such a big thing they're still yeah, shooting on right. film they're trying to get it right in camera that's why I look at the colour in this film and I go it's one of the last vestiges of true film colour Yes, like, I agree with you. You know, when, when it, before everything started, like that was getting recorded on the stock and then yeah. enhanced a little bit and touched up. But it was getting those rich, mm. sun-drenched, oh, it was all there. It was all yeah, there in yeah. camera, you know. It, yeah. It's one of the things that they somewhat carry over into Quantum of Solace. Mm, but Quantum they, gets a little dustier. It does get a yeah. little dustier. Mm. But you can see that they're still trying to capture a little bit of that in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, but yeah. They, you can also see a little bit of where we're going into Skyfall and Spectre with a little too much sauce. handheld. Yeah, a little mm. too much handheld and mm. a little too much like, let's make it grey. Mm. Martin Campbell will only use a handheld camera when he needs to up the uh, the ante the grit. Or, or, or rip the rug from under. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. It's it's that's how you use handheld camera. That's, that's how you do it. Fucking brilliant. And yeah. uh, we talk about perspective with John Glenn. There was some fucking perspective work in this where I was just like the way he put us in Malacca's head, the oh, Sebastian Foucault, oh, when he's yeah. looking for Bond once he gets into the embassy. Yep. That stuff yeah. is extraordinary. And so I was quick. Just like, yeah, yeah, and I know exactly whose perspective I'm meant to be in. And there's so much going on. He makes it look easy. And it's ratcheting up tension. That's the yeah. thing. He makes it look so simple and mm. easy. But what he's doing is, I think, it's some of the most complex work in it the is. Bond film. It absolutely is. And it, I mean, another thing in this film I mentioned earlier is the way in which the film actually moves from scene to scene. Yeah. There's a real, like, what what blows me away around about the end of the film is actually how quickly it happens. How much, oh my how much ground they cover. Yeah. Like, we're in, the, we're, we're in the torture room and then we're in this hospital when Bond's on the mend and those scenes in and of themselves feel slow and, uh, and recovering. You know, they match. But it's actually quite. But we're not there for long. Yeah, yeah, we're not there for long. It's twenty minutes all up. That's right, and we travel all this distance, and and you never feel rushed. It's like that's that I cannot stress this enough. That is mastery. It is. That does not happen by accident. No. You know, there's reasons that films struggle so much in pacing because it's fucking hard to get right. And this I think film, we're going to see that in Quantum a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, take your time. Oh. Exactly. This one <laughs> just nails it. Yeah, just it nails it. It's funny too because Mark Forster goes, "Oh, Quant- Casino Royale was a bit slow. I wanted Quantum of Solace to feel like a bullet." I'm like, "I'll punch you. You're an idiot. <laughs> see you in court, Mark Forster." <laughs> um, okay, style outfit of the week. What's our Binnet? What's our Burnet? Oh gosh, Binnet for me. Yep, is the little blankie on Bond's lap when we're at- <laughs> <laughs> when he's, when he's in, the in the wheelchair. wheelchair. <laughs> Get rid of that. <laughs> 
in it. He wouldn't That's have your bin it or burn fucking it. Fucking yeah. Bond would wake up and he'd go, what the hell is that? And pull it off. He it might, might be a bit blanket. It might be a bit chilly. He's just had his balls whacked. He might want to keep him covered. That's the main thing that he's recovering from in that wheelchair. is his balls being the size of a melon. Oh my God. Bin the bin the pappy blanket, please. I would say my binnet actually. We usually go um, best of first, mm. but I would say my binnet is actually the um, the grey suit with no tie that he wears when he gets off the uh, the little seaplane when he first oh. gets to the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. Feels oh, yeah. a bit uh, WWE. Can I? Uh, what's your binnet? Oh, wrestler. Right. For me. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels a bit like uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> I think I can like... guess your favourite. <laughs> Well, yeah, guess my favorite. Oh no, hang we'll on. Go, What's your we'll binnet? I don't think I've got a binnet. Oh. You don't have a binnet in this. I don't this. think I do. You didn't. Uh, you did remark at one point. You were like, "Oh, it's a bit, bit loose in the trousers." With the uh, when he first goes to the Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. I guess flappy. if there's gonna be one, it it may be that. But you wouldn't be like, like, just take it to the tailor's. I just trim it up in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Take, Not take worth the trousers. Yeah. I don't think we're take we're worth trashing it. Still a nice color. Is your favorite one the blue polo with the tan khakis? It is up there. It's up there, isn't it? It is up there. Mm-hmm. That's an iconic look for me. It is, I remember, it's very iconic for this film. I, I, and I remember watching that just being like, fucking yes, gonna I'm going to wear that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it also speaks to Thunderball. It speaks to the living daylights. Yep. Mm. You know, like it, it, yep. it speaks to... It's funny how much my favourite films are determined by... How much Stop. I love what they wear. <laughs> there seems sure. to be something we, about that. Yeah. When he wears a certain style of clothing, I'm like, yes! <laughs> and when he wears another style, I'm like, ah! <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. That might, That's up there for me. Yeah. I I find it hard to go past that fucking... Uh, that, that outfit he's in at the very end. Yep. That that is on, that is in Venice. The, the three piece no. suit on Lake oh, Como. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. the machine gun and he says, "Well, it's his first James Bond. Bond suit." James Bond. Mm. But um, I would say the one that I really love, and I actually base what I'm wearing on today with the burgundy tie and the the navy oh, yeah, yeah. midnight suit that I'm wearing at the moment is based on the uh, the train scene with yeah. Mick uh, him and Vesper. Um. There's something about that, and it might be coloured by the scene because it's my favourite scene of the film. Yeah, but uh, there's something about that suit where I'm just like, "Fuck! I wish Bond dressed like that more." Mm. I think there's a lot of um, very stylish outfits Mr. Craig wears. I think I'll go a little left of field for my favourite. Oh yes, and it comes out for. Is it the lapella swim trunks when he no. comes out of the water? You dirty devil! No, no, Jake did remark that he wanted a pair of his own. Oh, I'll take a pair as um, well. Absolutely, but no, I won't look as swole. Mine's actually. <laughs> mine's actually tied to what I mentioned was my favourite location. Oh. I love. I think an iconic outfit for Bond in this film is where wearing that open. Hawaiian-looking shirt on top of the singlet in Madagascar. In Madagascar, yeah. I think that is the Casino Royale outfit. Yeah, I fucking love. That's that. what I think about when I think about this film: is that outfit, yes. that scene. I yeah. want that shirt so fucking badly. Mm. That is the shirt only Craig could make. That oh, Connery, 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 yeah. Connery, Connery do it too. Pierce Brosnan. Mm. <laughs> he does do it in Die Another Day, <laughs> and it looks it shit. looks awful. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took the bait, you dirty devil. 
What's your What's, what's your favourite? Um, I want to give an honourable mention to the swim trunks because oh, I yes. do want a pair. Lapa. I mean, it's great marketing. It's great marketing to the film. You yeah, the fact could that I bulge. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that I know that it's a Sunspell polo or a La Perla mm. swimming trunk or the suits are all Brioni. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that marketing's done. That's why fourteen years on. Yeah, yeah. it's like you still rattle them off. It's fucking yeah. yeah. But in our brains, I also want to give an honourable mention. Um, You're only that one. To well, I'm going to break the rules. Um, to the dinner suit and bow tie that he wears at the casino yeah, table. It's, it's extraordinary. I mean, it's peak lapels. Peak lapels. It's classic Bond. Post work. Yeah. Post artwork. Although in a tux. I would also say that Felix Leiter's shore collar dinner jacket oh, yeah. is. Fantastically mm. tailored. I'm not a fan of shawls. I'm not a huge fan of shawl collars either. Mm. But the way it, it looks on on uh, Jeffrey Wright's Felix, I was like, well. "Fuck, he works the shit out of that." What's your favorite? My actual favorite yep. is his very last outfit. I think that yes. is yeah. bad ass. Mm. Ooh, yes. I want that whole outfit. Yeah. The tie, everything was looking fantastic. The machine gun. Oh yeah, mm. I hate. That at the because the very start of Quantum of Solace picks up five minutes yes, after the which end is of so Casino cool. Royale, which is awesome. Yeah, but in Casino Royale, it's a Brioni suit. In Quantum of Solace, it's a Tom Ford, oh. and it's a much tighter fitting, more kind of fitted mm. looking three piece suit. And it's nice. Two years. It's nice, but uh, I really wish they'd kept Just him in that suit, suit for that title. What your Brioni contract ran out? Yeah, well, that's essentially it. Tom mm. Ford would have been like, absolutely not. He only wears Tom Ford. Oof. Come on, which sucks. Get your hand off it. Tom. If you're gonna do that, at least make it look like the Brioni. Go suit. direct another movie. I know that there are similarities between. <laughs> there are similarities between them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a Tom Ford director. I think he'd actually oh, kill it. I he probably he'd would kill it because yeah, a single kill man's it. fucking yeah, stylish. Yeah, yeah, he'd <laughs> um, it'd be a bit boring though. Uh, our, our day player of the week. Look, I've got a, I've got a, a nomination for I've day player. I've got a nomination, of the week, so but he's not really a day player. No, mine isn't either. I think mine is. Okay, oh. go on. I think my day player of the week is when Bond is having his heart attack and the dude's like, no, use the EpiPen first in case you have a this, that or the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the I think he's really substitute. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought he was really cool. Oh, mm. See, mine is, um, is uh, the Swiss banker. Uh, fuck, oh, what's his name? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's he definitely, he's in like three separate scenes, so yeah, he's yeah. not a day not player. Not really a day player, but... but Oh, fuck, I love it. He's very funny. So great. I remember he tickled me pink in the cinema when oh, I was 15. Me too. Yeah. Did you bring any chocolates? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. Loves it. oh he's, he loves his job. Oh, the funds are being uh, withdrawn as we speak. <laughs> the Venice branch. He's such a Bond villain himself. Yes. Yeah, he's exactly. just great. Yeah. He's having so much fun and. It's just a character. Nice mm. character. Yeah, it's throwing nice the world. It's great character work, and it, 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 it adds to the reality of it all. Mm. Oh, gentlemen. All right. 
Well, I mean, here before, we are. Before we get there, are you satisfied? We've spoken about this. Is your number one movie? It is mate. my number one. Have movie. we spoken about everything you wanted to speak about? I th- I think we have. You're oh, gonna wake up in the I morning going, make... oh, I didn't bring yeah, that up I in the body of this one. Look, now we've spoken about Casino Royale. I feel like I can talk about Casino Royale more in future podcasts. So if mm. there's stuff that I haven't, covered, we got three Craigies to go. We There's got more, three Craigies and, and yeah. mm. countless other podcasts and mm. the mm. rest of our lives to the talk rest, about well, these now. Yeah, and the fact that all three of us have watched this together, I must say, this is a huge moment for me Oof. because Darby and I we saw this together. It was the first film we saw in cinemas together. I'm pretty sure. But Jake, we've Good never shot. watched this together, and no. we've been friends for nearly ten years. Well, ten years ten this years, year. This wow. year, this is ten years. Happy so anniversary! It's man. been a, yeah, happy anniversary. It's <laughs> been a decade in the making, and we finally sat down and watched my favorite film. Look, just because it's my favorite film yep. doesn't mean it has to be yours. So I want to go around the table, <clears throat> Mr. Deck. What's your rating for this film? This is my favorite Bond film. Oh, um, so it's a seven. I think this is a phenomenal movie Uh, it holds such a special place in my heart it does very little wrong save for a few stylistic things and I'm not going to take any points off for stylistic choices you know Yeah. you were under the spell of 2006 it's fine it's not sexism (laughs) no this film gets it all right for me I think it's, it's fascinating to see this character work in a formula so unknown to him Mm. um, and thrive and um, I don't think I'll see another Bond film this good in my lifetime yeah I'm I'm of the similar Uh, I think I'll I'll be watching this one when I'm 60 and going this is as good Uh, you don't don't know we had Casino right yeah you you don't know that's it this is as good as it got it's uh, it's got everything for me Uh, this is firmly a shaken 10 firmly wow okay it's a wow. shaken eleven. Oh, Mister <laughs> Spear, what do you think of this? Uh, this the first of the Craigs that we've seen. First of the Craigs, and as I said at the beginning, I the Craigs are a blur for me. Yes, and even yes. though I have seen them all, did this stand out for you? Did it? Did it jog any memory? For oh you? yes, absolutely. This. You had seen this before. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely some imagery burnt into my brain. Parts of the opening, definitely Aston Martin flip, which I think is the best stunt. Holy oh, shit, we shit. didn't even we didn't talk, talk about oh. that. Yeah, wow. that, in the vehicle. Of, that set a Guinness World Records. Yeah, we didn't really talk, talk about, about vehicles. vehicles. Oh. I mean, because the vehicle mm. is either the Ford Mondeo, yeah. which, funnily enough, uh, licensed to queer on um, uh, Twitter was talking kind of sent a message off to David Arnold and goes oh you know what's your favourite little bit of um, you know Bond music you composed and and David Arnold responded to him saying the cue I wrote for when Bond is in the Ford Mondeo he was like I wanted it to sound like the Mondeo had won a competition (laughs) to have Bond drive it (laughs) and listening to it today I was like oh my god so excited to have Bond in it. Like, I was listening to that music going, oh, yes. What a nice time. He uses the You Know My Name theme to be like, da 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 Like, it's like, yeah, you've won a brand new Bond. That's a great moment. But that that flip is fucking incredible. It's insane. Set a Guinness World Record. And one of the things I love about that, I was listening.
listening to From Taylors With Love recently, which is a fantastic podcast. If you're not listening, I'm sure you are. If you're listening to us, you're probably listening to them. Um, <laughs> but uh, they mentioned in one of their episodes a, a while back that they were like, oh, it's just a shame that that chase doesn't go on for longer before the flip happens. And for me, the That's brilliance of that scene mm. is that you're expecting this great long chase. Yeah. But out of nowhere, Vespa's on the road right. and it flips the car. It's I'm just like, that's that's sensational stuff. Yeah. That's knowing how to how to how pull your punches. Yeah. It surprise your audience. Oh, yeah. and it's like it's got that Val Morgan cinema sizzle oh, reel quality yeah. to it. You know what I mean? It just, it's just like it's it waiting just. to be in it. That's what I want. So, <laughs> yeah. This. Our Australian it's listeners cinema. will be very familiar. Yeah, very familiar with Val Morgan. I wonder if she's still alive. <laughs> anyway, we interrupted you. Yeah, sorry, you're rating. Back to the rating. Yes, my apologies. Um, I think I'm going to be stewing on this film for a really, really, really it's long some, time. It's stirred up some bubbles. It's, it's, or has it shaken up some bubbles? <laughs> oh, no. The weird thing is, is that it's definitely shaken up <laughs> some bubbles. <laughs> for sure. Oh, I like that. It's kind of flipped what Bond is and what Bond can be mm. on its head for me. Mm-hmm. Having seen these original 20, I'm really hung up on it, but having been through this, the original 20 and now being confronted by you this... You don't feel betrayed, do you? It's not like a negative yeah, thing? Yeah, how do you feel? Because this feels like a real... You are, like, all jokes aside, you're a big Brosnan fan. Um, and this yeah. feels like a real kind of um, at least 180, if not a a flip off of <laughs> yes, yeah, particularly after his last film of going, we're never going. We're back not to doing that, that again. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't feel betrayed at all. You feel safe. No, I don't feel oh. safe. Mm. I don't feel safe. I, I feel like this was incredibly bold and 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 gutsy to basically reinvent the wheel. In a mm. sense, w- without sabotaging, you know, decades and decades of, of history of mythology, mm. um, and that's what it becomes. That's what it is, right? It's, it's gone into this mythical mm. realm now of law, mm. cinematic law, mm. um, and I think the team that's been gathered to reboot this franchise, you know, whether by fate or luck or whatever mm. was just magic I think the bond that's presented in this film is like no other in terms of the level of complexity and and depth of performance and what we as an audience get to see and what's revealed to us is, is, is really confronting the fact that we can get emotions that we got tonight. I was feeling them too, Brandon, for sure. Were you really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I felt very alone. And absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I felt quite embarrassed, actually. Because no. I, I was... I will say this on record at the podcast. I was... I was, uh, I was really weeping. weeping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when Vesper dies at the end. Oh, we were already. But even, we even when, when she is crying herself and she says... You're gonna start yourself. You're up not. Again. You're not gonna let me in there. You've got your armor back on. Oh. That moment kills me because mm. I watch her and I go, I know what you're about to do to him. Mm. 
why are you asking that question? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like... Because she In hindsight, you go back and you're because like, Because she's... She's preparing she's, him for a goodbye. Well, but also she she's torn. Yeah. She doesn't know if she wants her French Algerian, if that's the man she loves or if Bond is the man it's she loves. Man. It's, it's super complex. Sorry, I keep jumping mm. in on you. Sorry, no, Jake. no, no. It's the power he has. It's the power. <laughs> it's the power. The power. <laughs> go! I don't think I can go through this film necessarily as easily as I could with the other 20 and go, yes, it does this, yes, it does that, yes, it does that. Because of the sophistication of these films. I don't know, there's something about these... At this kind of ripping film. up that formula going, nope, nope, you don't, you don't judge You don't get to this. do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And look, I'm not going to drag on for much longer. Please do. Darby? <laughs> Darby, you're all right. Is that right? Oh, yeah. you right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go, you're all right. Um, take the defib off. We don't need <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know. I don't know. This, there's no way, there's no way this film is anything less than a 10. There it is. Oh, wow. Can't be, can it? I, can, I can't do it. You can't do I, it. Can I say, I thought you were going to give it an 8. Mm. Look, I'm going to be honest. I thought about it. I was, I was umming and ahhing. Is it an eight? Is it a nine? Is it a ten? Where does it sit in relation to Goldeneye? Where does it sit in relation to Thunderball? To Live and Let Die? To the multiple other films I gave a ten to? View to a kill. This <laughs> a view to a kill. Yeah. Yeah. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> this film, and if the other Craigs are like this, I don't know what's going to happen. But this film in particular. It's just blown the whole thing out of out of out of the water, mm. like in a good way, in a fantastic way. It's totally reshifted. It's like you are the Bond franchise, and you have been revitalized. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. This film <laughs> yeah. is so complex yeah. on so many different levels, not just from from Craigie Boy, from the entire team. You know, talking about mm. Martin's work, everyone's work, everything, everything is just in, it, amazing. Yeah, I mean, look, the, and it's, it, it's it's one of the it's one of the reasons that. Um, I think the Craig films have to sit outside in terms of our ratings. Yeah. We couldn't watch them kind of mixed up with the others because it is actually kind of unfair to do that. Yeah. Because they are... That's what I'm feeling. There is a different level of... um, They almost need a new criteria. Sophistication and critical thinking applied even just to the creation of them. Yeah. They're made for a very different market, whereas I feel like the first 20 are all made in a similar vein. Not only do they follow a similar timeline and obey a similar law, but they're the made in a feel, different way. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. just different films. Look, there's no, there's no beating around the bush. This is a shaken ten for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favourite film of all time. Wow. Uh, it's, it's second to this is No Country for Old Men. Mm. That's it. Same year. Um, that, that, that film... Th- this film moves me uh, like no other film. Uh, there's there there are very few films that I can watch more than a couple of times that have made me cry that will then make me cry on repeat viewings. I've never been able to make it through this film with a dry eye, mm. and I've tried. I've actually watched this film a couple of times with the <laughs> express intent of saying you will not cry in this one. It's just a movie. Toughen up, sweetheart. Mm. The whole, the whole it cut into you just all those years ago. Yes, it's too deep. It is too deep. It's too but, deep. But, 
No amount I, of tears I can watch fill it. it. No, but even <laughs> but even as you know, I've gone through. You know, I've worked in the in the entertainment industry myself. I've you know, I've I've worked in the theatre. I've worked in film, television, all that kind of stuff. And I thought maybe that would harden me over the years to like, oh well, it's just a film, and you'll be able to see You're you'll be able to the see artifice. the making of it yeah. a bit more, yeah. which I do with a lot of films. There are a lot of films that I watch that I used to love as a kid, and I go, oh yeah, I can kind of see the tricks and stuff like that. Casino Royale is so well made that even though I'm aware of the tricks that are within it, it still moves me. Oh yeah. Um, it excites me in its action scenes. It it thrills me in its romances. The poker stuff is just brilliant. It made poker one of my favourite games to play. Um, yes. But the heart of this film is Daniel Craig's performance mm-hmm. as Bond. The way he reinvents Bond. Um, that that is aided by Martin Campbell's extraordinary work and I will say this on the podcast I think I should have given Goldeneye a 10 Uh, I think Goldeneye and this are up there in terms of quality I think Martin Campbell he knows how to make a fucking Bond film and I know that a lot of people want him to come back but there's a part of me that doesn't want him to come back because he's, he's a Perfect ten for ten. He'd do it again though. At the moment, he'd do it. Again. I reckon he probably would. <laughs> he probably would. It's, it's that fucking good. Oh, it's something you're talking about there, and you know, just to point to cap, cap us off on. Mm. But this this whole thing about movies, you know, we're all in in, in the industry, and yes, we all yeah. that magic can be a little bit dispelled. But it just there's something when a film can reach past it's transcendent. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's it, exactly it, what this it is. It becomes it's a transcendent experience. Yeah. You're lifted and taken to an different emotional realm all of your values disappear all of yeah, your kind of like absolutely your trappings you know oh, i know how they, they did this you can still have those feelings and thoughts but geez it's just the fact that you're still crying the fact that we're still getting excited about it, it is transcendent it, it is, is it, it is yeah it's just and, and and i've got to say daniel craig he is my bond he yeah. is my bond mm. and eva green as vespa lind i watch this and i go yep I get why Bond can never fall in love again. Mm. Yeah. To have loved as deeply as... <laughs> but to have loved as deeply as he has in this film and then to be so bitterly betrayed. Yeah. That'd destroy you. Oh, for sure. Totally. It makes a double O agent. It sure does. If you take a life. And do you, you know, know what, what you, you give? give? Oh. Okay. No. I doubt you'll like what it is. Well, gentlemen... <laughs> We know what the next film is. Oh, oh, it's a small bit of comfort. It is, yes. Is this a Sean Connery? Well, it's the shortest <laughs> film. <laughs> it's the shortest film in the uh, in the franchise history, actually. Really, the whole yes. franchise. In the whole franchise, it's like a bullet, as <laughs> Mark Forster said. And we'll get into that. <laughs> Look, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be joining you next time for 2008's Quantum of Solace.